Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with Welcome to Teenagers with Attitude, the show where a bunch of grown adults sit around and talk about teenagers in tightly colored clothing, fighting monsters, or jolly old elves in loosely colored clothing. Uh, nope, don't have an end to that. Happy Santa. holiday. There Happy you go. Happy holiday. Hey, there's more well, the merry words. bells keep ringing. Happy holiday <laughs> to you. Oh, there's more words. Merry Christmas, to this- everybody. Yep, mm-hmm. Merry Christmas. Happy the, holidays! They sing two songs in this, two Christmas yeah. songs in this. And a Hanukkah song. And a Hanukkah song, but I can, I cannot verify the accuracy of the Hanukkah song because I'm just not familiar with it. But I'm pretty sure that there are more lyrics in Wish You a Merry Christmas than We Wish You a Merry Christmas, right? There are well, other yeah, lyrics and a happy to New that Year. song. Well, yeah, because uh, they, well, okay. they sing them. The part where they're like, good tidings to you. Oh, I don't remember. I, I seriously felt like I was in a purgatory where small children just shouted the same words at me over and over I mean, again. Yeah, they left but, out the part that's like where it's the carolers that are getting drunk and belligerent or like, we won't leave until we get some. Oh, way. yeah. Yeah, it's, ver- it's worth bearing in mind that it's not so much a carol as it is a threat. Yeah. Yeah, it's like. Like, like, like they're literally, it's, that's the song you sing when you want to hold somebody's like time and like privacy ransom. Yeah, <laughs> we will sing at you until like that's literally the purpose of Christmas yeah. caroling historically. I uh, it's, so, we're all yeah. drunk and we're wandering the streets singing like assholes. Give us some money. <laughs> so it's so it's March and we're gonna talk about Christmas. Uh, mm-hmm. Hey hey I'm hey! S- you don't know when people are listening to this. It could be Christmas. Have you that's finished true. introducing people? I feel like you have. No, I haven't even started. I'm Zach, and joining me this week we've got Mike. Hey. If we ever actually end up uh, getting a holiday episode of the show around a time of year when it would be appropriate to have a Christmas episode of the show, mm, uh-huh. I will refuse to do it. That's <laughs> <laughs> a tradition now. We just have to. Uh, we've got Luke. It's me. I'm back. After yeah. after an eon of exile, I've returned. Yeah, we were all like, can everybody do this time? And you were like, I sure can. And then yep. you, did, you went away for well, a couple I weeks. Well, I had a lot of uh, extra work to do at work. 
It's fine. I thing. understand. Uh, we've got Joel. Hi. Yeah. Hi, Lil. And we have our friend Cassie joining us. Hi. You lost an Emily, gained Cassie. That's how it works. That's, that's true. Like a, that's like a one for one, I think, right? When, yeah. When, when, yeah, when exactly. When God right. takes away an Emily, he opens a Cassie. Wow. That's weird. No. That's... I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not great phrasing. I you don't know, really enjoy that. I I watch a fair amount of like YouTube LPs and whatnot, and occasionally they'll get like weirdo like accusations that they script all their stuff out in advance, uh-huh. which I don't understand because even if that was true, how would that change like anything about the show you're watching? But like, it's also right. very obviously not true. And like, mm-hmm. I'm just imagining somebody like looking at this show and thinking. Man, I wonder how much time they spend preparing all this ahead of time. All these great goofs and like <laughs> No one has ever thought that for no, even a split no, second. I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> Man, it's just amazing I mean, how they get the timing just right on those awkward silences. Listen, it if there's any, if there's anything I've learned uh, fr- from our tabletop campaign is that Luke is incredibly good at on the fly finding the most unsettling way to phrase things. Nah, I mean, I guess <laughs> <laughs> you broke it open the secret, which is that's just how he was going to say it, and then it turns out the default for Luke is the most ups- unsettling way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I've got some things to talk about. Not too many, uh, Oh, you don't have anything to ask me? Um, I do, that's, but that's after. That's usually after. Oh, is it? Well, I I promise. Okay. I'm not gonna forget. I'm not gonna forget. I I forgot the other day, and I got put on blast, and I won't forget again. (laughs) Talking about things... So our first thing to talk about is um, Amy Jo Johnson has a oh, yeah. pitch video for a new uh, digital series that she wants to do, and it's called The Has Been, and you can go find uh, that on YouTube, and I think she's just literally just trying to get views, so like, if you want to see Amy Jo Johnson... Yeah, I think she's just trying to drum up interest. Get to do stuff, go do that. Now... I want to talk about what it's about because it's yeah. very funny to me. It's, <laughs> so, it seems like an all right premise. Yeah. So Amy Jo Johnson is playing a washed up actress who was famous as a child star uh, and is now not. Well, not, not as, as a this, child star, as a star of a kid's TV show. Uh, yes. Sorry. Whose career right, kind of stalled out after that. Yes. A kid's <laughs> TV show. She, at that point in the kid's video, then stops explaining, turns to the camera and goes... It is not about me, and I lost my <laughs> shit because, like, there's definitely some autobiographical stuff in well, there. Sure. I'm sure she enjoyed her time and, like, doesn't regret it, but I, I would also... I mean, I don't know. For what we've heard, she very well might regret it. <laughs> For what we've heard about how this show was run. I, I feel like it would be, even if you loved your time on there... For certain personality types, uh, like if, you, for example, everyone who's not J- J- uh, Jason David Frank, I feel like there you would almost inevitably be like, I guess that's what people are going to know me for, huh? Forever. That's well. I, I'm just saying. Outside of that, it just sounds like it was kind of miserable to make yes, this show. That's true, but but in any case, like everything she said doesn't seem to indicate that. And she got caught on fire. 
that one time. She did get cat on, cat caught on fire that one no, time. No, cat, yeah. cat is cat is somebody else. No, no, no. God damn it. So she um but in any case, she also mentions that her her so her character is an asshole in the show. She's really rude sure, yeah. to everybody and that doesn't seem uh very um autobiographical but what does is that basically she's broke and she turns to going to comic book conventions uh in order to get money now i'm not saying that amy johnson is broke but i i like that she's set up this character that like hates going to comic book conventions to see fans but has to and i'm like okay so so <laughs> she really loves Comic-Con then, huh? Or not? Like, it's very, right. it's it's tough to know if that means anything, but it, sure. it does make me laugh when I was, when I was reading about like how specific some of that stuff gets. So I, I it, it, I would definitely watch it. I mean, it, I, I, she's, would, I would watch an episode of it at least. Sure. Luke would throw it a pity watch. Yeah. <laughs> but she, I mean, she is the best actress in this show for sure. And oh, yeah. 100%. I watched that video and like, she's fun in it. And I, I hope she gets to do it. I mean, I know she's gotten to do other stuff. I haven't seen any of it other than uh, the episodes of Felicity that she was in. So, um, but uh, yeah. Yeah, you should so watch uh, Interstate cool. 60. She's in that. It's- what is what is Interstate 60? Uh, it's where Cyclops from the X-Men movies goes on a like road trip with the pretty much the devil as played by Gary Oldman. I'm going to assume you mean Jason Marsden and not Cyclops. Um, I mean, I don't really draw a <laughs> distinction between the two, but sure. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I... I uh, yeah, that seems neat. I'm I'm excited to see to see if that comes out. It also made me remember what happened to that thing that like action movie with all the Power Rangers. In oh, it. I don't know. Like, oh, the remember? Order. Yeah, remember that? Yeah, Did that I don't know happen? what happened to it. I assume they're still making it. I certainly haven't heard anything about it, and it's been a pretty long time. So I'm just I mean, I imagine making a happening. movie takes a while, especially when you're doing it on a limited budget without like a production, like a professional production crew behind you yeah. yeah i guess that's true yeah i'm just i'm curious to see if it still happens because i i had completely forgotten so <laughs> there you go um now oh um first Cassie. There, w- there was a very important thing about that uh amy joe johnson thing is at one point they refer to her as amy joe and that answers that question Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. She calls herself Amy Joe at one point. Oh, okay. So, so she, that's that is how she would like to be referred to. Gotcha. So, not just Amy. Okay. So, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, also, she's directing and writing it and yeah, starring she's, in it. She's so, basically making it single-handedly. Yeah. Now, Cassie, has anything Power Rangers related happened to you since the last time you were on this show? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, you know, I set myself up for that. <laughs> That's fine. Okay, well, I guess let's go ahead and get into uh, uh, the episode, which is Season 3, Episode 16, I'm Dreaming of a White Ranger. Good <sighs> title. Remember how the last episode that I was... I think that was last week, but uh, boy, does, can I not keep track anymore. Um, 
You know how we had like three people and you were worried that it was going to be a really short one and then ended up being like the longest podcast episode anyone's ever created? I mean, I would say that, but yes, it was lengthy. Um, We have almost twice as many people now and it's 10 minutes in and we're starting the episode. What the fuck? Yeah, I know. I I feel like somehow the more people we have, the less we talk. I don't understand how that's possible, but anyway. Percentage-wise, that makes sense. Sure. So in any case... Uh, we open in the gym and juice bar, uh, and everyone is decorating for Christmas. Oh boy. Oh boy. We get a bunch of, and I know that children actors and, you know, I know especially TV show children actors and one-off children actors, whatever, just the dead-eyedest kids. So, oh, I don't yeah. you know that just... these are even child actors necessarily. A lot of these might just be kids they brought in to sing. Uh, that was my yeah, guess, yeah. yeah. That's true. Like, these are just kids from someone's church group. Yeah, and none of these kids are very much into the whole singing thing. But then I realized, no, that's just kind of how kids are. Like, actual yeah. kids yeah. would just yeah. be, like, shifty-eyed and not really doing anything with yeah. their body. Just waiting, waiting for this to be over, basically. Right. Um, so you see kids uh, doing some singing, uh, singing uh, We Wish You a Merry Christmas, with uh, Kimberly playing the guitar, and Aisha, I guess, like, directing? It's she's not, really not clear. though. She's just standing there watching them. Um, yeah. She's kind of, she, I think she was kind of singing with them at times, which is kind of how directing children goes, is you just need somebody there to help prod them along sometimes. Yeah, but you, yeah. Sure. Like, they could have had her, like, moving her hand to the beat or something, you know, to sure. be clear. That yeah, she's, she's not sure. directing them. them like you'd expect, but, like, she, it, they do make her, like, she is the one who sort of put this together. Yeah. Kind right. of. Yes. Uh, and Kimberly's there playing the guitar. and uh, Right. Which, I mean, sure, yeah, that's not the first time we've seen her play the guitar. Yeah, yeah sure. they, we've definitely uh, been been shown that she is musically inclined. I, I feel before. like we've joked before that, like, she demands they give her an excuse to play the guitar so she can put that in her portfolio when she leaves this awful show. <laughs> Yeah, I just do yeah. like I just do like them reminding us that not only is she the best actor actor on the show, but she has other talents in addition to that. Like, yeah, multi talented. Uh, so in the background, while this is happening, we're also seeing kids making cookies, including and- including a refugee from a few years ago, Tommy Oliver. Because there, there's a kid. Wait, what? Oh, there's a kid with like long black hair wearing a like baggy green flannel shirt. Oh, wonderful! Good, good. Oh, yeah, there is. You're right. It, like, that totally, totally does look looks like, like what Tommy be junior high Tommy Oliver. Yeah. So the other, th- the only thing I want to mention about this montage of other Christmassy things is there's someone who has written their name on a piece of felt in glue and then tossed glitter all over it, and that gave me a hardcore like fourth, uh, like I was about to say fourth grade, but no, I mean like four year old. <laughs> Yeah. Flashback. Yeah. So I was like, oh shit. What I, I like that. about this montage is it cuts immediately from that to somebody decorating cookies. And for a brief, brief second, I thought they were putting glitter on cookies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think it would hurt you, but you probably still shouldn't eat glitter. I mean, there's cookie glitter. Like, there's right. I mean, yes, yeah, so there's, there's, yeah. there's sprinkles that are like glitter for sure. Yes, it's true. So don't put glitter on cookies unless it's special glitter, cookie glitter. Uh, but yeah, they're singing. Then, they're singing. We wish you a merry Christmas. And 
You know, the, there's there's a lot of things uh, about this that are reminiscent of Alpha's Magical Christmas, and there are a lot of things that are going to make that weird in hindsight. And we'll this get to is it. not. I want to get it out of the way that this is not nearly as bad as Alpha's Magical Christmas. <laughs> like Th- this that, can be uh, enjoyed on a level. <laughs> yeah. <on> the, <laughs> yes. What level remains to be seen? But yes, correct. So, um, uh, the the guys come in and uh, they're like, "Oh boy, it's so nice." I was carrying see, a uh, poinsettia plant for like no real yes, reason. That is nice. I uh, recent this year found out that poinsettias, or however you say it, uh, Adrian is my wife is big into like we don't have a huge outdoor garden, but we have a bunch of potted plants. Um, and she is pretty knowledgeable about them. What I didn't know is like, if you get poinsettias through like January, they'll just live for a long ass time. But apparently they're really tough to get through the Christmas season. So like, I now have poinsettias just year round, which like kind of makes me seem like a crazy person, but I like them. So whatever. (laughs) Alrighty. (laughs) They're lovely plants. It's they're just, very you know, they're, they're holiday themed. It's, it's just, it's, yeah. It's kind of like when you reach that point in adulthood when you realize you can just have pumpkin pie whenever. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a Thanksgiving only thing. It, it, Why I, would I you, know? I made a it's, full it's like a turkey. Boy. Are we gonna have a, are we gonna have the pumpkin pie fight right now? I don't like pumpkin pie. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's, oh my god. It, it's so it's good. like congealed water. It doesn't taste I like mean, anything. It's, it's fine. I, Congealed water is destroying. Yeah, also me. that's absolutely not. not a, that's not what pumpkin pie tastes Adrian like. Adrian is, Adrian is <laughs> screaming at me from behind the microphone. So, like, anyway, I'm glad I was on your side exactly. But then you said what you this. thought pumpkin pie tastes like, and that's not, like no, it's not. It's I, not let me rephrase. Water. Luke no I longer find... wants you on his side of this argument. <laughs> it I think. has a let... flavor. I just don't care for it much. I, I find pumpkin pie to taste like barely anything until you put pumpkin pie spices on it, which are great. But you can put those on pretty much anything. So, but, like... but it's not going to taste good on most things, and like that's true of most foods. That in con- include spices is you put the spices on so they have more flavor. That's why spices exist. Yeah, that's how <laughs> cooking works. Yeah, that's true. But also, who's giving you pumpkin pie without any of the spices in it? <laughs> when have you ever tasted that? Why would you do that? <laughs> Are you just eating I... mashed pumpkin? <laughs> yes, totally. <laughs> You're like, man, will, this pumpkin pie is real bland. I don't know, guys. I will say two things. I fucking love pumpkin seeds, like baked pumpkin seeds. Oh, I am yeah. literally so, eating some right now. So I'm always down for making pumpkin pie because you get the pumpkin seeds. And then the second thing I was going to say is back to your original point, I think, Mike, we went on at such a long tangent, I can't remember who said it, about just realizing you can eat pumpkin yeah. pie anytime. Um, we made a full turkey in like july of last year just because i fucking could mm. and it felt insanely empowering i was like ha, 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 suck it i could just do this i freed myself <laughs> from the shackles of holiday themed food yeah exactly <laughs> but god it gets way too hot if you turn on the oven in summer well yeah that's true but then you just like 
Well, yes, you're right. It does make the whole house even hotter, which is a problem, but it was worth it. Then you just what, Zach? Talk about the uh, disgusting energy waste you did to make your turkey with your air conditioning on full blast in July. I turned my air conditioning on full blast and I opened all the doors with the air conditioning on full mm-hmm, blast. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Zach, you can't picture you standing in front of your open refrigerator with like a tent constructed around it. No, I'm not Homer. Zach Ayers, planet murderer. Uh-huh, that's, that's what they call me. I, can we, okay, so this is really, it's, we're never going to get through this episode we because I'm the you one want. doing- Dark side. I'm the one doing tangents now. It's, it's always a problem when I'm the person doing tangents, but uh, our, our AC unit is like on its way out and we're buying a new Gee, one. Gee, I wonder why. What could possibly well, cause your air conditioner unit to start failing? Being 18 years old is probably the biggest <laughs> culprit. So the the way they measure like efficiency is something called SEER units. And currently the lowest like legally allowed to be installed in South Carolina is 14. And they were like, yours is six. And I was like, fuck me. No wonder my goddamn AC costs so much money. And also the fact that I blow it out the window. Now, anyway, let's move on. Uh, like you open all the doors <laughs> while you're running it. So, moving on, um, all the boys come in, they're like, boy, it's so nice to see all the kids, uh, uh, like, have something to do for the holidays, and they explicitly mention this is, like, for underprivileged children, that's why they're running this, um, which is cool, uh, Except for the child whose dad is too much of an important businessman to show up, don't worry about her. Yeah, they've, like conflated too many things and it doesn't make sense because we don't know if he's actually a businessman so they just say that he he has to work he shows up in a suit and it the fact that he shows up at the end implies that the work was optional yeah yeah like if he was a like factory worker who had to work overtime or whatever he wouldn't have just been able to leave it's true that they he don't quit his say job. like they're going to be very they're going to be broke they're going to be homeless that was, so that was that's just the heartwarming ending to this episode right yeah it's like yeah. well honey i um i made it after all i had to um take a huge demotion go down to part time uh we're losing insurance and probably going to have to sell the house but the good <laughs> news is the apartment we're moving into is one bedroom so we'll be closer than ever <laughs> yeah, yeah I, like i that whole so that's, that that's whole... a thing we'll get into is like this girl is is sad because her dad's not around on the holidays because he's got to work. And then, and Kimberly gives her like a solution later. He's like, oh, just tell him how you feel. And I'm just like, like, listen, sometimes folks got to work odd hours to survive. Capitalism's a hellscape. Also, I'm pretty sure your dad knows you love him and wishes he was around more. He probably wishes he was around more too. Yeah, I would hope so. Our feelings about capitalism aside it is always weird when you see people like it's it's like the most common christmas movie theme right is like dad works too hard and that's awful like that's makes him a bad person and i'm like wait what yeah yeah and not and not his boss is awful for making him work on fucking christmas yeah it's it's this weird like recurring thing where oh you just need to take let more time off at work i'm like not that many people have that option. Yeah, it's such a bizarre, like... This, like is, this is a point that, like, that is a distinction that, like, it's actually the boss's fault. 
like since fucking Christmas Carol, since the fucking Ur Christmas story. Right, yeah, right. yeah. Like, Christmas Carol is not about how um oh god, I can't remember his name, Bob, but the Bob, Bob Cratchit. Bob Cratchit is like abandoning his family on Christmas. It's about how his <laughs> boss is a monster. Yeah. yeah. It's like I can't I can't believe he just can't make time for Tiny Tim. What a fucking yeah. deadbeat shit <laughs> it's old just, dad. And the thing is like as a kid, you I, you don't really question it and now it's like the, well, he should just take off. Okay, okay, how? Explain to me yeah. how he can do that thing. Like, yeah, it's stupid. Anyway, um so we're like 3 minutes into this episode. <laughs> Two, sorry. Ernie comes over uh, and he's like, hey, gang, I got this, uh, I got the Christmas star, and that's, it's gotta go on top of the tree, and that, also, Ernie, Ernie bends his fucking dress for no holiday, and is wearing, wait, is that a poinsettia, uh, Hawaiian no. shirt? Is it? I think it is. There's no way. I hope it I is. Think that's it is. the best thing ever. <laughs> ah, that's awesome. I think it is. Yeah, I think it might be. In other uh, news, Tommy so, Oliver talking to children is still the most awkward thing in the fucking world. <laughs> right. So Tommy what Oliver happens is, is still the most awkward thing in the world. Yeah, there's yeah. just something yeah. about when he bends down on one knee and uses that hey kid voice that it just yeah. uh, sends shivers up my spine. Like, yeah, like, so he sees one one girl who's upset and yeah. he Goes over to give her the star. And, like, the way he glances and, at her and glances back, it's just like, do I want to, I want to help her, but is that going to be weird? Is it going to be weird if I do that? Ugh, I'm going to help her. Like, no, yes. it be, except you're making World War II weird bomber buddy. jacket again, so that, that makes it a little strange. Right. And then the best part is, he, he, she's like, I can't reach the, he's like, can you put the star on the tree for me? And she's like, I can't reach that high. And he's like, oh, it's okay. I'll just lift you up. Me, a stranger to you. I'll just pick up your small child body and you'll just be okay with it. That's how this will go. Yeah. So that's what happens. It's kind of established that the Rangers already know this kid. And like, I mean, I get it. Kind of. That's how Power Rangers always works is the Rangers supposedly always know this kid, even though we've never seen them before and we'll never see them again. Right. But like, I mean, it's kind of fine. Yeah, I mean, well, I'll say this, like, I was in an after-school program, I'm sure some of you were, too, mm-hmm. and, like, I knew the, the, the I, I don't even know what you call them, the staff, I guess. And, sure. And sure, I probably, sh- that would have been fine, I'm sure, but I it's still... I think you get picked up involuntarily a lot as a child. Right. It's just, again, it's the habit of the show to just be like, these guys are best friends with this little kid that uh, never I actually see don't again. think they do establish that this time. It's just because they don't know what's wrong with this kid. That's true. It, it, I guess that she's just part of the group, yeah. yeah. Um, do we get a so, name for this kid? I don't think we do. No. She's like kind of a focus of the episode, but I don't think anyone ever says her name. No, I don't think they do. Uh... Well, so it's weird because like with these one-off kids, they usually at least take the time to establish the kid's name, and that's a little strange. So yeah, we realize that. uh, Oh, okay. I I I remember what happens next. Kimberly is sad also while while Tommy is doing this. Aisha asks her, "What are you thinking about?" And Kimberly says, "Oh, just Power Ranger things." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and and then she's like, "Oh, come on, what's wrong?" And just Power Ranger things is my favorite Tumblr meme. (laughs) <laughs> she says, you know, 
this is actually a, a, a cute scene. She's like, I'm lucky to be able to spend Christmas with uh, you and your family, even though the show keeps forgetting that's where I live. Uh, but, <laughs> but, and I've got Tommy, but my parents aren't here and it's sad. And I, I've never been away from my parents on Christmas, um, which is fair and relatable for uh, somebody their age. Sure. Then they go off to, to go cheer her up and Bulk and Skull walk, walk in and Skull is singing a Christmas, well, singing, he is doing a Christmas song. He's doing some Jingle fashion. Bells. Yeah, by just kind of shouting it. Uh, I mean, and he's, he's not a strong singer. That's fine. Yeah. No, he has a he has a, bow, a Christmas bow on his a police hat, which is important. Um, and not to the plot, just to us. Yeah, just to me. Uh, Lieutenant Stone has assigned them to come to this this community center and be Santa and Santa's helper. Um, they go a different and, direction with Santa's helper than I'm used to, and it threw me a little. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's yeah. not an elf. He's a reindeer, I think. He's supposed to be a reindeer, yeah. I believe. It's, it's a reindeer. I, 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 suit, I, I yes. just checked the credits to see. There is This little girl is not credited with like a name. Okay, is, a, she, uh, is she credited? Because that's kind of a departure well, for this show. There, there's three uh, people in here that are like additional dialogue, and I'm guessing she's one of them. Yeah, because she's dubbed over. I'm pretty Mark yeah, Ryan, I guess so. Ronnie Pear, and Barbara Oliver. I'm, I guess she's Barbara Oliver? Okay, sure. Why not? That, that'd be her real name, not her character name. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. So, um, then, yeah, so yeah, Bulk has to be Santa. And he's he's not excited about it. Bulk does not like kids, he says. Um, at this point, they go to leave while Kimberly is hanging up mistletoe. And Skull just kisses Kimberly on the cheek, okay, which is so not acceptable. Kimberly's too short to put a mistletoe, and it's very cute. It's very cute. Yeah, she, she, yeah. She, instead of getting like a step stool or something, she's just trying to jump and stick it, which I can like I can relate to doing like similar things if I have to hang up something that I can't quite reach. What sucks about it is, yeah, yeah, Skull just kind of kisses Kimberly out of nowhere, and that's real frustrating, especially on the heels of the kind of touching moment they had at the end of the last episode. But what happens immediately after is Bulk gets this really excited yeah. look on his face and then looks at Tommy and yeah, then he stops does. for a moment to think and it's like, <laughs> nah, actually, in the back's off. He, he doesn't just, he licks his lips. Like, yeah. he looks at Tommy and he's just like, oh, yeah. And then he, like, thinks better of it. And I'm like, what? Okay. I un- this is one of those times when we have to, like, step back from, like, our headcanon, and go, what was even the direction? Like, so, what right. was he supposed is, to be doing? Because Bulk, Bulk actually looks at Kimberly first, and I think the implication oh. is Bulk was going to try what Skull did, and then gotcha. when he noticed Tommy starting to look a little upset, like, maybe thought better of it. But the way it way. reads it in the like scene is that Bulk Tommy. wanted to kiss Tommy. Yeah, exactly. Which is way so, better. Yeah, for sure. Well... But like you said, I mean, it's not, he doesn't like kiss her on the lips. He pecks her on the cheek, but still won't do that. And That's her reaction not... is definitely one of, ew, that was gross and a huge personal violation. Like, right. Yeah. Can we just say that mistletoe is like probably a bad idea? Cause it oh, just gives yeah, people no, mistle- like a weird excuse. Kind of a fucked up thing. Yeah. It, it's gross. I don't like, like it. It because can, it, in a, on a completely personal, like, Level, like, if you've got it hanging up or whatever, and you do some cute thing with, like, a significant other or close friend who is comfortable with it, like, sure, but, like, so many people use it as, an, like, an excuse. 
Yeah. And if you want to kiss, just kiss, though. Like, you don't need a plant to tell right. you to do that. That's not how it works. <laughs> well, it feels like this weird holdover from a time when you did because it would be improper oh, because, for a yeah. lady to do a kiss. Yeah, right, that that's old, true. That old social dance of the lady having to having to publicly protest while actually signaling, no, no, I'm actually into this. I, we just can't let anyone else well, know. Well, the fucking, right, I mean, right. like, I, like, I just re-listened to... Uh, have we talked about the dollop on the show before? History podcast. Anyway, uh-huh. um, I re-listened to one where uh, a, a new for- podcast for us to steal jokes from. Yeah, well, I had. I'm not stealing a joke. <laughs> there was one where they were talking about how like it used to be unacceptable for men to or men and women who were not escorted like to even talk to each other, right? Unless someone introduced them, and I was yeah. like, uh, it, so maybe it, I guess if. If it's from that time, then, like, I understand why it exists, but we could probably go ahead and get rid of it, I think. So, um, we cut up to the moon, and, uh, there, Zed hates Christmas, and I... Yes. I love when supervillains hate things because they're happy. Not because, Mm -hmm. like, not because it, like, prevents him from taking over the world, or it's just like because it makes people happy, so fuck. All the it. humans are like, in Angel Grove loved Christmas a lot, but Zed up on the moon, yeah. he did not. <laughs> yeah, it's very Grinchy for sure. Yeah, and also um, he's been hating it for centuries. So has he just been like every year just looking at Earth, being like, "Oh, fucking Christmas." Oh, until last until last year, he wasn't close enough to Earth to do anything about it. Like he just well, no, arrived he, on the moon <laughs> recently. He, he talked about how he hates that humans do this every year. I think. Because we've established Zed is like the scourge of the galaxy, and now he's focused his energies on Earth. I think he's always just been like, oh, that one fucking planet. The comics, I believe, established that this is Zed's palace, and that he gave her use of it. I I, I think they imply as much in the show. Yeah, and I think they maybe say that in the show, so I guess it makes sense that he's aware to take charge, like, that was his whole introduction. Yeah, I feel like the idea originally was that Rita was one of Zed's, like, generals that he had put in charge of conquering Earth, and she's just been fucking it up for 10,000 years. Right, so I guess it makes sense that Zed, like, already knows about and hates certain aspects of human culture. I just like that he just hates Christmas, because, grrr, presents. I also, uh, I mean, I re- also, it's, a, it's sort of, you know, resentment that it overshadows Hanukkah. Yeah, I was gonna say, that's the real reason. <laughs> Because this show, this episode, throws a bone towards inclusivity and, like, has them sing a Hanukkah song. Yeah, do you think Haim Saban was, like, I absolutely fucking refuse to do a Christmas episode unless there is at least something Hanukkah related in uh, it? I don't know. I don't I'm know if I could put really, that on him. Yeah, I don't know if I could speculate on that, but I do like, like that. I mean, I this did, was definitely, did, there wasn't yeah. anything Hanukkah in the street to video thing, so. Yeah, that's true. This is definitely from a time when it was like, well, we really just want to celebrate Christmas because we're all, you know, uh, wasps, but. We want to right. pretend like we're being inclusive, so let's yeah. let's mention Hanukkah and maybe even Kwanzaa if we want to get real crazy. <laughs> now, let, let, yeah. now, let's let's not get nuts here. Uh, I feel like we missed some stuff uh, in the moon scene. Well, I mean, we barely uh, started well, the I moon scene. Yeah, we're, we're still I wasn't done. The yeah, I thought, so, okay. So, I, thought, I thought we were moving on to the part where they sing the Hanukkah song. Okay, no, not yet. So, so 
she's like, you say that every year. And he's like, we haven't even been married except for a year. How the fuck would you know? Which kind <laughs> of answers our question earlier about all the anniversaries they've been celebrating. Right. Yeah, they've <laughs> definitely celebrated their anniversary like three times, which is right. Yeah, weird, we, like we like but... we speculated, lunar anniversaries. Yeah, it's got to be the moon's anniversary. So um, <laughs> he's like, okay, now let me ask. He says, I, this year I'm going to take over Santa's workshop and make him pump out these little toys that will brainwash these evil dreidels. The... Yeah, they are evil dreidels. They are totally. Evil dreidels. I did not realize that until you just said that, and that mm. now. Well, it's I mean, way they're not though because they don't like it. Can't, they're, they're just tops. Yeah, no, they're, yeah. it doesn't you're, land on a side. Yeah, like, no, it's you're not, right. It doesn't. It doesn't have the. It doesn't have listen, the flat sides. Yeah, I understand no that we're tops. trying to continue this this goof, but also, <laughs> I just wanted <laughs> to say they, evil dreidel, and <laughs> you're right though. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're not. But but in any case, no. His, uh, his his evil plan is that he's gonna make all these tops that never stop spinning, and then everyone's gonna treat it like this really amazing moment where it's like, well, it doesn't even matter if it's a dream or not. But that doesn't make any sense with the pre-established <laughs> thematic climax of the film, and I get to be yeah. mad about it for a decade to come, and everyone's yeah. gonna treat me like a crazy person. Inception's a dumb movie. <laughs> Inception's an alright that- movie that most people didn't understand and thought the was deeper than Inception it was. Inception ruins Inception. It's a yeah, fun I theater think- moment that undermines the entire film. <laughs> okay, let's move on. In- Inception's so my he's- favorite movie. Oh, shit. Wait, seriously? <laughs> yeah. It's not even really? the best Christopher Nolan movie. It's my favorite it's- movie. I'm sorry. It's- wow. It can be his favorite movie. Yeah, Get off his right. jack. It's fine. <laughs> I like Inception fine. Uh, but it's, I do. Th- I don't like the ending very much. Ending but I don't care. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but let me move on. Yeah, anyway, there's, a, there's a joke because Zed's explaining the top or whatever. He sets one off, and uh, Rito is watching it or whatever, and he kind of gets like half hypnotized by it because it's just like I don't know, Zed. I kind of like this thing. Now we've skipped the part where he says, "I'm going to take over Santa's workshop and make him make these." I mean, yes. you this literally f- said it, but. Did I say it? Okay. Well, anyway, this is the first time, I believe, that they acknowledge in canon that Santa is real, I think, unless I'm, I'm forgetting one. Was there another time? I, I feel I mean, they have, but I don't remember. There's Alpha's Magical Christmas. Yeah, I think that's the only is other Santa time. Is Santa in that one? Like, the Rangers are literally hanging out with Santa in that one. I feel like I feel like there was an I feel like there was a line at one point oh, earlier yeah. in the show where somebody they, mentioned they the Santa yeah. in a way where we were like, wait, does, is Santa real? Because that's when we made all the jokes about how Santa's the original Red Ranger. Right. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, okay. But this, this, this confirms it. Santa. Right. That's right. Okay. Yeah, and that was in the, uh, that that was in Alpha's Medical Christmas. Yes. Yes. This is the first time, though, where, like, Zed is just, Zed just says this, and no yeah. one questions right, it. Yeah, like, which it's means the most that, like, obvious natural thing in the world. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, this which entire episode that, like, is just like, oh yeah, Santa's real. Yeah, you know, Santa. Right, right. So, which like I guess makes sense for a kids show because why would they bother? Yeah, the declaration that Santa Claus and his elves and the North Pole and all that jazz, like that, that shit's just real and is actually happening, is an earth-shattering revelation if you're an adult. Right, right. If you're a kid, it's just kind of like, eh, yeah, right, yeah, of course. I know. yeah, Santa. Yeah, no. what else is new? I will say this, as this uh, again, 
even to this day, as soon as uh, or as recent as in uh, Dino Charge, the fucking command center equivalent literally has a red red hotline phone to Santa. So I love that they started this early. Um, but yeah, so he sends Rito down to uh, uh, take over Santa's workshop. And then he says, all right, Santa, next year you won't have to check your list because all of the world's children will be naughty. And won't that be nice for me? Also- At which point I said... Yeah. Also, he tells to Rita, like, remind me never to hire any more of your relatives, which means apparently Rita's on the payroll. Right. Well, I guess yeah. so. Yeah. Why hasn't he just which, fired like, him? Which, well, because he's, he's I mean, Zed is very, yeah, honestly, Zed is a very lenient employer. Like, yeah. he does not fire people for fucking up. It's kind of nice. Like, he, he'll yell at you. But he won't let you go, which is, you know, that's some job security. Like, how many times has fucking Goldar fucked up? Yeah. <laughs> so we I think cut it's just down nepotism. to. <laughs> well, you wait, you. But I think I don't think he likes Goldar very much. Or, or like Rito. Yeah, I no, well, Rito, Rito, Rito is literally Rito is his wife's brother. That's the definition right. of nepotism. Yeah, but he hates gonna, him. It's not like he's like he's not. He's like ugh. Yeah, but he's not going to fire his wife's brother. Goldar, yeah, I don't understand. Right, yeah. Like, why would he keep Goldar around? I don't get it. So, uh, in I'm any pretty case, sure Zed has explicitly said at one point that like. Listen, I value loyalty over getting anything fucking done around here, so <laughs> that does you're sticking sound like around. Yeah, Goldar is, Goldar is the best at sucking up. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so, at this point, um, uh, we cut down to the uh, Jim and Juice bar, and Aisha's like, okay, everybody, uh, let's, let's go through it one more time and remember to smile. And then they sing a Hanukkah song oh boy, that I actually I, wasn't. Can I, I just say what the subtitles on Netflix say at the spot I pause? It's pretty good, yes. It says, remember to smile. And then it says, so let apostrophe dash two music notes, brackets, guitar, D, comma, okay? <laughs> yeah, it got a little garbled. Somebody did did some weird stuff. Uh, I, I but... think they accidentally copy and pasted the note of, like, here's the guitar music in the yep. key into the middle of the sentence. Yes. So, like, yeah. And also, there's a typo, because I think it's supposed to say, let's go, but that's definitely not Ness. No. So, at this point, uh, they sing a Hanukkah song that I actually was not familiar with prior to this. Um, I've pretty much only know Tradle Tradle, which makes me feel bad, but... I, I like you know, it, though. Like, there yeah, are... Um, this is a good song. Yeah. It is certainly less torturous than the other two Christmas songs, or the two Christmas songs we hear in this I really, this I really episode. like a lot of, like, traditional Jewish music. Like, the the styles of, like, Jewish folk music is something that I really enjoy, and I wish got more public, I guess. I can't remember if I've mentioned this, but Adrian, one of Adrian's favorite bands is called Balkan Beatbox, and they do like techno techno house music with klezmers and stuff in it. It's kind of awesome. <laughs> uh, so let's see. So they play um, or they sing this uh, this Hanukkah song, and the girl that this is gonna make this weird to describe because again, you are right. They did not give her a name. The girl who was upset earlier the is sad like not girl. paying attention. The sad girl. 
she's not paying attention and uh, she's like looking off to the side and the camera is zoom is in on her face real quick and like Aisha notices something's wrong um, and they finish and her and Kimberly shrug at each and other then, uh, just like oh, 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 kid oh, yeah. sad they're like what's wrong with her and they, they like shrug at each other to indicate oh, who knows um then Kimberly, I think Kimberly talks to her. Yeah, or no, they both do. Um, Aisha's like, oh, Becky. Her name is Becky. Uh, okay, why didn't thank we you. sing? And um, she says, it doesn't matter. Nobody will be here to hear me sing anyway. And then we cut to the North Pole. That's it. We, we just <laughs> fucking cut to Santa's workshop. That just happens. Yep. yep. Uh, so we got all the elves. The elves are all played by adults. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they're also, they do the thing that, that uh, Christmas specials and movies sometimes do where, like, they really want to try and imply that, like, these are, like, little magical elves and stuff. So they, they're, they're just played by actual adult people with pointy ears and things, but they they modify their yeah, voices they, they to be, like, shift little the voices, squeaky chipmunk so all, voices. Yeah, so they're all munchkinny. It's weird. I don't like it. They have yeah. like piercing voices. <laughs> yeah. So, so Santa and the elves are talking about like, it, and this is the thing I feel like we hear in every Christmas special where we see Santa's workshop. Literally it's like, all Golly, the time. Santa, I don't know if we're gonna get done in time this year. And he's like, "Don't worry, we always do." Which is like, yeah, I'm, you've been doing this for thousands of years. How it, do you think this is the one year you're gonna fuck it up? <laughs> he recycles the elves so, every year. The different elves. Oh God! He recycles well, see, them. I, well, yeah. After I assume he gets puts them back in their vats or whatever, or they're mind wiped and prepped oh, for the next year. Jesus, I don't like that at all. <laughs> yeah, um, so you know, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty traditional scene of like Santa's workshop and yada yada yada, and then just a fucking army skeleton man walks in. It's like, hey, everybody, stop what you're doing. I'm taking over this shit. You're gonna make these hypno tops now. He reintroduces himself, and then Santa's like, Bitch, I have a list with literally everyone's name on it. I know who you are, <laughs> dumbass. I, I'm essentially omniscient, which is weird. It's part of the Santa myth that they don't go into very much. But yeah, like, he, he already knows who Rito is. I, I love this, like, though, because he's like, You've been a very naughty boy. And Rito's just like, Yeah, yeah, I'm heartbroken. What the hell? I'm evil. Yeah. Why would I care? You can't scold yeah. me. So... Here's a weird thing about this, um, and this is uh, maybe a l getting a little bit ahead of things, but based on what happens during the credits scene, I think there's a dropped plot line of Rito actually learning the magic of Christmas. Yes, yeah, I think you're right, because he, well, we'll talk about it, but but keep that in mind that in the credits, there's a part where this, the the like main elf that gets the most lines tells Rito, like, um, you know, if I'm sure if you look deep down inside, you'll find the magic of Christmas or, or whatever. Um, so she, so I actually like this because Rito tells this elf, um, you're going to make this toy and nothing but this toy. And her complaint is not that looks like an evil, <laughs> evil device. It is. But our production schedule is already booked. Which I mean, like, I, I like I this because she like she's like standing up to him. She's like, "Hey, I'm not going to make anything for you. We've already got you know our stuff we're making. Like all our buzz factory off, hours buddy. are accounted for. We don't have any more. We can't keep making. We can't uh, yeah, get have off the my back. Nintendo ability. 
Yes, exactly. Yeah, so we we actually get a close up of the the evil hypno top or whatever it is, and like it it looks a lot like a butt plug. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> well, yeah, it, I mean tops they kind of are that shape. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, um, <laughs> god damn it. Uh, so yeah, he we cut down tops. To the they can also be well, no, we don't cut away just yet. It, like we have to get Rito. <laughs> Threatening Santa okay, Claus's life. You see, he's just straight up like, "Listen, you're gonna make these fucking tops, or the old man dies, or I'll kill like, Santa Claus." Which, yeah. like, and, like a tanga, like runs its wing along Santa's throat, <laughs> like as to signal, no. like, <laughs> no. "We're gonna fucking kill this which old man." Which would be a universe if it wasn't where... a fucking tanga doing it. Now, in a universe where Santa is real and Christmas magic is real. I just don't think you can kill Santa. Like yeah, I don't well, think you can do that. You I kill think Santa, you but then you will become Santa as well. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. This no, is, I, 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 I want to see I want to see the version of this story where like the elves refuse to comply, so Reno has a Tanga fucking kill Santa, and then the Tanga turns into Santa. We yeah. just we just get bird Santa. But here's the thing, <laughs> you can totally kill Santa because He's uh he can't transform into his Red Ranger form in the North Pole. <laughs> right. Well, we'll talk oh, about we'll that. Oh, we'll get to that second. shit. Oh boy, have I got yeah, some things to say about when we get there. We cut, we cut down to the uh, Jim and Juice bar, and Kimberly's like, "Okay, so what's wrong, uh, Becky? Who's we did get a name? Oh, um, oh, we got a name. Great. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's like, she's like, well, my dad can't come see me sing because he has to work." Uh, and she's, Kimberly's like, well, you know, I bet your dad only works as hard as he does because he loves you and wants you to be happy. That is a fair point. Uh, that is where it should go. And then she's like, but doesn't he know that I, what makes me happy is spending time with him. Doesn't he know that, don't you know that I'm a child who doesn't really understand how money works and like, I can't tell you, Becky, what makes you happy is eating food. (laughs) Yeah. Right, but then Kimberly, instead of saying, like, well, you know, the realities of the economic situation are that blah, 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 she's like, well, just tell him that you don't give a shit about his job, and I'm sure I'll quit. Yeah, and yeah that'll make him guilt trip him about, about this thing he probably already feels terrible yeah, about. exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's just thrilled to be working on what, this isn't even, like, Christmas Day or Christmas Eve, this is just the day of the Christmas thing. Right, yeah. yeah like, it's probably, many, like, December 19th or something. But, right, but, like, how many adult-focused, like, shows where, like, you're seeing the perspective of grown-ups have a plot line of, like, a parent who can't make it to their kid's thing because some bullshit, like, adult things that come up? Like, right. it's, it's, it's a really common thing of, man, I really want to go to my kid's is. thing, and I can't. I, I also just realized, I, I've thought th- this before, but it's something I haven't mentioned uh, here yet, which is another thing about this trope is a lot of those movies where it's like, well, dad can't make it for Christmas because there's like a big deal that he yeah. has to go make or close. Like, who the fuck is closing right? business deals on <laughs> Christmas? That doesn't happen. Like, people go home. That's a weird aspect of all that stuff. Like, yeah. I, I don't understand that. that. Do they Most actually say he's a businessman, or are we just open. assuming that because he shows up in a suit? Well, no, we're just saying the, the generic trope yeah. of it. 
Yeah, the generic, like, dad can't make it home for Christmas because he has to close this deal with his business partner or whatever. I used to work work in a manufacturing, like, job where, like, I was basically support for the manufacturing line, so I was pretty much always on call. And they just shut down for the entire week between Christmas and New Year's because, uh, like, they know fucking everyone is going to have shit to do and they're not going to be able to schedule production time. So what I will say is that at my job, we have clients from all over the world, and I- I've worked there over Christmas twice now, and uh, it can get busy because our like customers that live in China do not give a shit that it's Christmas. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that it is, can, that is it does depend point. on like international stuff, but um, so she Kimberly hugs Becky and oh, says, "Okay, so go about talk that to that scene is." Becky is dubbed over, and in this scene, her, like, I guess her dubbing actress was way up close to the mic, because there were a lot of mouth noises. Oh, yeah, I, I, I missed that they did the old dub over trick with this kid. Yeah. Yeah, it was, like, um, weirdly Right, so ASMR the additional light. voices that were listed there, that's, that's yeah. probably an adult. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, at this point, we, uh, all the rangers meet back up. Zordon calls them and they okay, teleport no, to the Okay, no, very important, center. very important um, note. Um, Kimberly like ends up under the mistletoe next to Tommy, and he goes in for a kiss, and Zordon fucking like communicator like cock blocks him. Like, but they also kind of <laughs> time it wrong because he does kiss her. Like his mouth is on her face when the thing right, goes yeah, yeah, off. No, he he gets ninety five percent of the way to kissing her, but doesn't quite finish like it he, off. They, they, they don't time it right, because the thing is that he's leaning in for the kiss when it happens. Like, we've seen this play out. We know what they're going for. And also, and they just didn't bother doing another take where they time it better. Also, Tommy's just waiting under the mistletoe, and then when Kimberly arrives, he looks up at it and is like, Oh, ah, uh, mistletoe, I didn't see you there. <laughs> right, right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that is the most Tommy Oliver way to play that. Yeah. Now, this is the scene of the episode, because... Oh, yeah. Um, we like. I don't so, know if we still have stingers at the end with like an audio clip of the thing, but this would be it, right? So, um, at this point, <laughs> uh, Zoran explains the the plot. He says there's this evil toy Zed's making using Santa's workshop. Now, a couple things. First of all, inherently, all the children will be evil, like. I understand that would be awful, but it's not the most effective uh, army of well. Of okay, now you people. say you say that, <laughs> yeah. but the he's putting all these good guys in the position of well, to stop them, you're gonna have to do violence against literal children who are being used against oh, their that's will. True. Now, now, what I would like to say is that he says it's a toy that will uh, hypnotize all the children in the world. Something like something that's never been seen before. We have seen a toy that hypnotized all the children to be oh, yeah. evil. We, yeah, we already got Ivan Ooze's Ooze. <laughs> that hypnotized the no, adults. I guess it didn't no, no, work on the kids. We've had we've had that's items true. that hypnotize like random civilians into being evil on the actual TV show too. Also, also. Even if you accept the fiction of Santa Claus, he does not give toys to every child on Earth. They're that's celebrating true, Hanukkah yes. at the community center. Yeah. Also, you know, true. some of those children so, are n- actually already naughty, which is going to throw the scale way off when all the good <laughs> kids 
who got toys um suddenly yeah. become even more evil. Oh the, man, now so, I want to see like a a cartoon special, Christmas special where like, <laughs> like all the, the good A-team, kids but it's the naughty kids at Christmas. Yes. Right. Right, all the good kids get turned evil, but oh, then oh, oh, the like uh, regular the naughty A-team, kids have to save the day because they're children. Yes. yes. <laughs> The it's naughty kids have to save the day. Exactly. Yeah, I want that. Uh, I don't know um, how much. I don't know how much we want to get into it, but like the existence of other faiths in a world where in like Santa Claus actually genuinely is real, like he's right. just a for real person that yeah. you can walk up and talk to, is really strange. Well, not really, well, because there's well, nothing like Christian about Santa. He's right. a fucking oh, you're right. Santa Christian about secular. Saint Nicholas. Yeah. <laughs> S- Santa is secular, though. Like, he'll deliver to anybody. It's just you have to send him a list, basically. And, uh, you know, be so, a good kid all year. Right, and be good. So, um, they, they're like, okay, well, we've got to get to the North Pole to stop Zed. Then... Everyone just accepts Zordon Santa Claus. Says, Everybody just accepts that Santa Claus right. is just, Yeah, he's there. Yeah, let's go meet Santa Claus. Yeah. Because of a combination of the North Pole's unique polarity and a cross-current of holiday magic, your morphing powers will not work there. What the fuck? <laughs> now, you, well, you see, Zach, holiday magic works much like um, the jet stream, where like there's a yes, big like concentration of it hanging around, hanging around Canada, and just kind of like ebbs and flows. Like if you've ever seen the, nor- <laughs> the Northern Lights, that's what we're, that's what you're looking at. Yeah, oh, that's holiday so, magic, the Northern Lights. Okay, there's, gotcha. There's, there's a few things here. One is that we've kind of established before that there's this weird crossover between Christmas magic and, and Morphin Grid stuff, because remember right. when Alpha was shooting, like, tinsel out of his hands and shit? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do. Mike, I also, really appreciate your continued dedication to forcing everyone to think about that stupid Christmas thing. I mean, <laughs> it's canon. We have to take it, it into account. Um, but the, the other thing is... So one of the things that that we established later is, and this is this is like the crucial flaw in Lord Zed's plan, mm-hmm. is that because of Christmas magic, evil magic doesn't work at the North Pole, and they're just right. like, hey, maybe our powers don't our, our powers don't work there. Maybe you know Rito's powers don't work either, and like if the whole deal is Christmas magic keeps evil at bay, yeah. What does that say about the Power Rangers magic? Right. Or at the very least, it means that like the the uh the the evil magic is like also part of the morphing grid, I guess. The morphing right. grid is inherently evil. <laughs> See, my my interpretation of it has always been, well, it's just all magic. It's just the morphing grid is a specific way of accessing it. Like it's you're looking at it as a sure. dark side, light side thing. Well, not not even that. I think it's all just fucking magic, and the mm-hmm. morphing grid is just one way of tapping into that power. Zed and Rita just use a different way to tap into it. Uh, right. Didn't they say mm-hmm. that like the White Rangers' powers can't be tainted by evil because the green like that. that was like the problem with the green ones? I just yeah, remembered like that. that. But yeah, in any case, they can't they can't morph because of holiday magic. Well, no, which so, is I, just I, fucking I, I, holiday insane. magic across insane. current of holiday magic. There's like. Physics involved here. Yes. Yeah, I, I'll say we could, yeah. you know, speculate that the Rangers are evil. I've done it before. It's a fun <laughs> pastime. But the other possibility <laughs> is just that Santa Claus has, like, whether the Rangers are good or evil, they're violent, and Santa doesn't abide violence. 
I just like the idea of Santa being like, well, this is my space. Christmas is my time. None of y'all can be special today. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, the idea this of, like, Santa's Santa just house, has a... Motherfucker. Santa just has, like, an anti-violence force field over the whole North Pole, so nothing right. bad can happen there. Or there's, yeah. like... So, so wait, wait, like, uh, which, hold on, so, of... hold on. So, if if violence can't happen there, that means Santa and the elves are just kind of going with Rito's plan for no reason? Well, he's being very mean, jo- Joel. Yes, yeah. Uh, Cassandra, sorry, go ahead. Oh, uh, maybe it's just like... There's a pipeline of magic, so you can only have so much magic going to the North Pole, and North Pole currently needs a lot of it. Right, because it's because they're getting ready for Christmas. Right, yeah, also, they're banned with this cap. That magic, that magic pipeline doesn't break and spill magic everywhere. That'd be really right. unfortunate. Oh uh, man! So, <laughs> Do you remember when BP had that magic spill in the <laughs> Gulf? Yeah, it turned all those penguins into like fucking unicorns yeah. and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, BP British phlebotanum, which would have been delightful, except unicorns are not strong swimmers. (laughs) Let's let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Uh, Hi, I'm Molly, a trans girl living in Seattle. Hi, I'm Ashley, a trans girl living in Florida. And I'm Jules, a trans girl living in Sydney, Australia. We're hosting a new amateur anecdotal advice podcast about what it's been like for us being trans. We'll be covering topics such as coming out, realization, experiences with HRT, thoughts on surgery, romance, and family. You can find us at TM Radiocast on Twitter, and you can send in questions to transmissionquestions at gmail.com and transmissionradiopodcast.tumblr.com. Join us three on what it's all about being trans in your mid-twenties through our own, frankly, weird and wonderful experiences. Okay, so at this point, we, uh, we teleport to the North Pole. Hooray! Oh, yeah, um, so as they teleport, Alpha's like, keep warm, Rangers, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's probably, like, below freezing out there, and they're just wearing their, like, winter in California clothes. Yeah. They immediately die of shock. Right. Yeah, like, they, I mean, I don't know exactly, but I think it's, like, negative, you know, 50 or whatever at the North Pole. It's during the winter. Right. It's very cold. And, like, even if there's Santa magic keeping it, you know, livable, it's still, there is unmelted snow on the ground. So that gives you a kind of an approximate, like, upper bound for the temperature here. He does, like, I think Rocky does say, like, oh, it's freezing, but, like... None of them actually act at all like they are cold. Right, yeah, that was, like, 80 yard in later, because they're like, wait a second, isn't the North Pole supposed to be cold? Hey, Frank! (laughs) Isn't the North Pole supposed to be cold? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, who's around so So we can make him say a thing about how it's cold? Oh, Steve Cardenas is still sleeping in the dumpster outside? (laughs) Grab him. Aww. (laughs) So they get a. Uh, uh, listen, they walk listen, past, Zach, like, Zach, it's not anything mean about Steve Cardenas. It's just his lifestyle choice. He just lives like Top oh, Cat. I see. Yeah. He's a, he's a freaking. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> so in the command center, you can see, like, Aisha put on a jacket, which is not be warm enough. No. And also, you can see Kimberly has a really cute jacket. It's very good. Well, she's got the jacket that she like took Kim's back jacket. from the, uh, from, was it Becky? Little girl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Becky. 
It's cute. It's good. So I do want to say this this North Pole set. Do you think they j- they just found? Oh like, yeah. Oh yeah. No, they're borrowing they this from someone else. One hundred percent. Yes, someone set this up for for a mall, like Santa thing or or something. And well, it's not a mall, but you know that kind of thing. And they just were like, "We need this for twenty minutes." Don't worry, we'll only need one take. <laughs> and uh, the the um, they walk past a bunch of uh, snowmen with like season's greeting signs and up to a workshop up to the workshop. And Tommy peeks inside, and I kind of love that. So they have Santa bound and gagged. Yeah. So you know how I s- said earlier that like Santa and the elves are just going with this for some reason. Yeah. Santa is tied up with a Christmas wreath and some, like, really, really cheap-looking garland. And has a... Tinsel, garland. Gift bow over his mouth as, like, a gag, which... Yes. You can't even keep those things on packages long enough to make it to Christmas. I kind of love this. It's pretty good. I like that they bound him with Christmas stuff. I mean, it's also weird, but... And Rito's now wearing a Christmas hat. Yes. Yes. Rito's got a Santa hat, which is good. And Oh, yeah, and he's he's menacing them with a, like, giant plastic candy cane and some, like, I don't know, foam roller thingy. Well, it's good. Like, it's part of his head, so you don't think about it, but Rito's already wearing a hat. That's true. Now he's got double hats. He's wearing two, <laughs> two hats. hats. I mean, wearing a, wearing a Christmas hat over a helmet is not totally a holiday thing that people uh, would do. I don't think that's true. I mean, I've <laughs> well, done do it. Say two hats Boy, are better than one. When have you worn a yeah. hat on a hat? I mean, I recorded because, a video for no, all it, of you like two years ago. Yeah, it's yeah, a goof. Where he put, yeah, but he put a helmet on and then he put a hat on the helmet. It's fine. Yeah, like how else are you supposed to wear a Santa hat? It's Christmas. <laughs> exactly. So we cut, uh, or, or sorry, we don't cut. Basically, Tommy's like, "Oh man, all the elves and Santa are in there. They could get hurt if we like go in there and just karate everybody to death." Because do, they don't just have their powers. Make this a Power Rangers episode. Well, doesn't somebody else point out, or I hope somebody else points out that hey, we could also get hurt if we go in and start doing that because we're just people right now. Right. No, no one does. They they are totally right. confident they could beat up a magical skeleton. Now, yeah. to be fair, they maybe could. <laughs> but we've seen they can't really deal with the Tengas unless they're in their like ninja suits. Oh, that is true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I they guess the ninja been, suits They have not been either. dunked on nearly as hard as the putties were. Maybe it's like no. Super Saiyan God Goku where they've started to absorb the power of the ninja form so that they can it maintain it. S- I, okay, I thought you meant to say Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan, but just said Super Saiyan God Goku. And I wish right. that that was actually the name of the form. No, that there's would a, make me there's, happier. It, Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan is when he goes Super Saiyan God, or when he goes Super Saiyan while he's a Super Saiyan God. Oh god, it's so stupid. Okay, so... uh we cut, then we do cut up to the moon, and Zed's like, hey, Goldar, you get down there and, and uh, well, he just says, those hey, kids. Goldar, because he needs his attention or whatever, and Goldar goes on like a, yes, I sire, I live to serve you. He's he like, like, puts dude. his hand on his shoulder. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And Zed's just like, dude, I, shut the hell up. I just need you to go down to the North Pole. I, why he doesn't just tell. I'm not scheduled. I haven't scheduled you for bootlicking until four. Yeah. <laughs> Why he doesn't just tell uh, 
Rito to do it? I don't know, but okay, fine, whatever. Yeah. Um. So, uh, they they get ready to tell, or he gets ready to teleport down, and then we cut to Balkan Skull. Um, they're eating donuts. We finally see the dramatic donut turnaround shot from the yes. the opening credits. Exactly. Um, and, uh, Becky is like, hey, I can't find Kimberly. She walks up to them and they see her and they toss the donuts over their shoulders like, oh, can't let this girl see us eating donuts. Yeah, that would be horrible for some reason that I don't understand. "Eh, Well, we don't get to eat these now. Yeah. But Uh, she's like, hey, uh, officers, I can't find my friend Kimberly. Can you help me out? And Balkan Skull kind of do a shitty job with this. I mean, well, not yeah. surprising I mean, the Broken Skull. Yeah. But they're like, uh, hey, well, tell you what, we're about to go outside and look for Santa, and we'll tell him to look for your friend. Right. Alright, kid, later. Also, there is an exaggerated wink that uh, Skull does uh, when he's like, oh yeah, we're gonna look for, look for Santa, and the wink he does is like, Pee Wee Herman levels of like weird rubber face wink. I don't know. I I just really like it. Um, but yeah, so they say, well, we'll go tell Santa to look for Kimberly, and she's like, I mean, that doesn't really help me, but okay, right? I'm a child. I have no, no real other recourse. Uh, so now we cut to the Power Rangers in a huddle, and uh, I get is. Okay, is that just like a dogwood tree behind them? Because <laughs> kind of what this, it looks like, yeah. <laughs> this scene just makes it look like they're at the park, and I was like, wait, aren't they? There, there's some like fake snow <laughs> on the very top of it, but it's not like yeah. <laughs> very obvious or convincing at all. So the plan they come up with is, well, their powers won't work because ours don't. Maybe. Break. <laughs> They're, yeah, a little, like, they're a little more than that, where Billy's like, well, I mean, we can't be sure of that unless we try it, but it might work that way. Right, yes. The, the, that's the best plan they came up well, with, also, which like, is, even like... if it doesn't, like, Goldar and Rito are chumps, as are the Tangas, like... Yeah, like, we... Right. They, they right. yeah. Like, they ostensibly right, have hostages, but, like, you could clown on them so hard it doesn't matter. Well, they right. might not have the power to take them on one on, like... Well, six on however many combat, but they're also idiots and very easy to trick. Well, we've already seen, like, Tommy can beat Goldar on his own with no powers. That's happened. Right. Fuck, Billy did it one time. So, like, yeah. So, they they have a scene where Kim and Aisha call the main elf over to talk to them. And and she's like, oh, what, me? And she's like, okay, we're here to save you, but we need you to do something. Whisper, 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 and, like, not tell the audience what's going to happen, which is fine. Oh, I can't. Um, I'm in in so much suspense about what's going to (laughs) happen. I'm so so glad glad they kept it under wraps, so I'd be surprised when the thing happens. Like Christmas. So uh, then uh, then Aisha and Kimberly are... I love this part of the plan. The the part where they just say "Hey jerks" and then walk outside. <laughs> yeah. So they yeah, well, them. their their way to lure him out is, "Hey, we got you a present. Come outside and look at it." And he just goes yeah. with it. Yeah, and Rito's like, "Well, that checks out. Like, sure, okay." <laughs> <laughs> so he walks outside. As soon as uh, as soon as Rito's gone and the Tanga's like follow him, 
the elves like huddle around and are like, okay, time to work on our half of the plan, guys. Which there right. are still tangas in there, and they just don't enforce the rules much. Yeah. There's also, uh, it's easy to miss because it's just kind of in the background. Santa's restrained by having a Christmas wreath around his wrists and a giant gift wrap bow over yeah, his mouth. we talked about that. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, we mentioned it. It's fine. It's just, you just but don't yeah, pay no, attention to the podcast. You're right. It's incredibly it's easy fine. to break out of if he wants to. Yeah. yeah. It, it, Santa apparently is... Maybe Santa has like a weird Wonder Woman style weakness where like <laughs> if he's bound specifically with Christmas stuff... His powers all go it's away. It's not really well known these days, but the creator of Santa Claus was like <laughs> yes. super into bondage and like worked right. that into the original myths. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I'm sorry. You find all these old comic book covers of Santa Claus strapped to rockets that look suspiciously like giant dildos. <laughs> yeah. So so okay. Um, at this point. Uh, Rito goes outside and he tries. He he's like, oh, oh all the rangers. Rare, it's, it's worth noting he put down his uh, candy cane that he was using to threaten the uh, elves with and picked up his normal sword. Right, and he tries to shoot them with his laser, and it like, it, like, <laughs> it, like, it just goes like <laughs> onto the yeah, ground, yeah. which is really good. Uh, and yeah, then he didn't char- it's like he didn't charge up the super soaker first. Right, and like, like, he's, he's like just really... turning around, just like pumping the handle of it a bunch. Well, so he's really mad about it, and then he like looks down the barrel of the <laughs> of the sword, which doesn't like. Do you think it got jammed? What do you think the problem is exactly? It's yeah. a sword that shoots lasers. And then Goldar teleports in behind Rito, and he shows up just in time for the Rangers to be like, "Oh, okay, I guess we have two targets now." Snowball fight! Yeah, Rita, like, Goldar literally shows up and then gets the snowballs thrown All right, which, <laughs> at which point I started yelling at the TV, your swords still work as swords, you colossal <laughs> morons! Yeah, they like, have balls of frozen water, and you have blades that can slice through a body! Right, it's so, it's really goofy. I all mean, the like, uh, magic just turns all swords into nerf swords. <laughs> yep. Yeah. They, they, oh, there is a line we missed where, like, Tommy, maybe, someone says, like, this is a place where only good can win. And I'm like, what are you basing that in, uh, information on? I mean, it <laughs> well, is. I mean, make shit up and things usually work out, so I figured I'd give it a try. <laughs> sure. So... Uh, at this point, the they run inside to I get away say, from- I will say, Tommy put some fucking mustard on those snowballs. Like, watching him, <laughs> yeah. watching him throw that, like, he looks like he's throwing his arm out every time he does but it. But why aren't they kicking them and punching them? Like, I don't understand why they did it this There's way. There's no but- violence allowed in Santa's workshop. And yeah. this totally worked, so... <laughs> right. So, um, they go inside, and up oh, the the- it's the Home Alone plan, right, basically. Right, I was going to say, the is, only other kind of magic that works at Christmas is Home Alone magic. <laughs> home Alone magic, yeah. I, you know because, what, actually, I wonder if... Because obviously Power Rangers had a lot of controversy about being, for children, but violent. I wonder if they were, like weren't allowed to have any kicking and punching in a Christmas episode. I'm, huh. I guess it's possible, really bizarre, yeah. That would be really bizarre, but... But kind of makes sense, I guess. I mean, like, 
like the standards and practices rules in the mid '90s were kind of bizarre. So I feel like if you did not grow up in like a very um, religiously conservative uh, community with a lot of those kind of parents, you don't get just how much they will get mad over the over the kind of thing that you think of as nothing. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, I had friends who like weren't allowed to watch. Uh, Batman because the cartoon because it was too violent or, or I I visited whatever. one of my aunts when I was twenty and she was shocked that I was allowed to listen to rock and roll music. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're twenty fucking years old. Like you're allowed to do whatever the hell you want. But yeah, except drink. yeah, that's well, yes. Uh, yeah, that's th- that is something to note. I mean. We've mentioned before, like, in the the 90s Spider-Man cartoon, he couldn't punch people, right? Like, the yep. the weird level of censorship. Yeah, that like, was, the one yeah. fighting move Spider-Man has at his disposal. <laughs> well, instead, he just swung, swing-kicked fucking everybody. Right, which, so like, how is fine. that better? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Um, I think I'd rather be punched than kicked, honestly. Like, neither's good. Right. Two elves trip uh, Rito and Goldar with uh, Ribbon, and then uh, uh, some more elves, like, throw out fucking marbles and trip all the tangas, which is pretty fantastic. And then they tie them all up in Christmas bows. We get that that fucking great shot of all the villains, like, piled up together, tied together with one rope. Now, okay, now, this is not shown on screen but what happens next is that alpha teleports them back to the moon this raises a couple questions <laughs> if they could just teleport directly into zed's palace why don't they do that a b if you can tell like okay i mean i guess the power rangers aren't just gonna kill their enemies but put them in jail don't right. send them back to their bosses. Like, what are you doing? Well, I, see, I, Zord- I, I, I mean, we've talked before about how Zordon and Rita maybe have weird terms of engagement. Yeah. Yeah, no prisoners of war. Yeah, okay, no POWs, sure. It's just so... Yeah, this, they, yeah, Zordon signed the Space Geneva Convention. It's weird that it's also called Geneva, but it's fine. Uh, so uh, Alpha also says, I always say it's better to give than to receive, and Alpha's a top. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't have expected that yeah uh, but here yeah. we are i mean c- considering the like brat infant play we have seen him engage with with zordon oh right. that's right i forgot about that he yeah. is a switch at best <laughs> well i mean yeah he's a robot he's probably got at least one <laughs> all right jesus That's he has two modes yeah uh so we at this point we get they're like the main elf is like, but now we're so far behind schedule. So we get a montage of the rangers helping to make presents. Helping to help big old fucking air quotes. Helping. They're just throwing boxes around. It, it <laughs> reminds me of like when you're moving a couch with friends and like clearly you can't actually get in there to help on the side, (laughs) but someone just puts their hand on it and is like, I am also contributing. Like that's, that's what this reminds me of basically. I do like the brief scene we get of the, all the bad guys on the moon after alpha teleports them up where Zed and Reed are just like marching around them, arguing with each other. 
Yes, it's it's cute. I really like it. Um, so then we cut back down. No, to Zach, the... Also, Zed literally says "Bah humbug." Very important. Yes. No, no, no. Uh, Rita says "Bah humbug." Oh, Rita, yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I like her. Rita, yeah. yeah. So yeah, they're tossing presents around, and uh, finally, they're Santa's like, "Okay, everything's ready." Now, and, then, and also, here's, here's an s- extra special bag for the kids at the juice bar. Take it with you, Tommy. And they're like, well, but Santa, what about all the evil tops that you already built? It's like, don't worry about it. I got a plan. I'm motherfucking yeah. Santa Claus. Santa's it's- like, it, listen, the kids that you guys know get special presents. Fuck everybody else. I didn't talk to them today. So you get, <laughs> you get bonus presents. Save Christmas. Yeah, I guess. It's just, yeah. None of the Power Rangers seem to, like, care very much that they're meeting Santa Claus. Eh, No, again, this is all treated, like, completely normally, basically. Uh, They, they... Like, even if you believe Santa Claus exists, you're gonna be excited. It's gonna be a thing. Well, so also... We cut back up to the moon, and Rita's like, Oh, good, Santa didn't forget about us. Now, that implies that in previous years, Santa has brought presents to the moon, and they were actual <laughs> presents, or or coal, or whatever. Right, yeah, yeah. which like, raises another question of, like, these they have definitely not been nice. Maybe Squat and Babu get presents? They probably love getting coal to power their infernal engines of destruction. Actually, you know, you're right. Coal is one of the, like, most polluted polluting uh forms of uh energy production anyway like they probably right. delight in it yeah i bet i bet squat and babu like it oh get presents i bet they're like considered innocent yeah enough. exactly like, uh squat who? babu you guys have been good this year wait yeah. who squat and babu who the fuck are they they're they're two characters that are around sometimes they've been around they've in actually the last been couple in a episodes. lot they were, of the they show were around just like last yeah. episode talking about how that much <laughs> okay. they like rito yeah <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, you have a fair point. <laughs> Squat and they, Babu they don't have been do... more than you have, Luke. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> now, they don't but, do anything, Luke, but well, they sure, are of course not. <laughs> I mean, there was that time that, that Squat had the fucking uh, dust buster. Yes, actually, Squat <laughs> yeah. did get to do something recently. It was my yeah. favorite thing to happen on the show in a while. He did have a magic evil dust buster. That did happen. Uh, and we got a so, rap about him. Yeah. It was a good day for yeah. Squat. So yeah, a squat-based rap. So a good day for <laughs> squat is my favorite children's book about exercising. <laughs> God. So okay, so Santa Claus has sent Rita and Zed back all the evil tops. They're just like, oh, he sent us back our own our own toys. And so then Zed in the background, Zed has a book of some sort open that he's flipping through. I'm don't know what that's about, but I'm kind of intrigued by it. Is it is it the instructions? Like I don't know what it's for. Yeah, that's a good question. But so tying into the 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 cut plot line that we were talking about about Rito learning the magic of Christmas, uh, he gives Goldar a present. Yeah, so like he's hiding a present behind his back yeah. and kind of like dancing on his feet like a you know excited kid. And then yeah. he presents it to Goldar, and it cuts to Zed and Rita, just like, oh my god, what are you doing? Oh you. Uh. The the fucking <laughs> wild thing is, like, as 
as Rito's giving Golden this present, I fully expected, like, okay, this is going to be some kind of gag. It's going to be some kind of fake out. It's going to be like a open present. And it's going to be something opens... horrible. Yeah. But, like, no, it's just Rito gives Goldar a present. We don't find out what it is, but it's just no. Rito gives know, Goldar so a present. Bad. I want to know more so, than anything. And the anything thing is, Goldar. <laughs> and, like, Goldar is just like, what? You, you mean this is for me? Like, right. well, because Goldar fucking hates Rito. So right. he's like, wait, but, why did you Right, give but he's me not, something? like, mad or anything. Like, he seems like he's almost touched. <laughs> you mean. This is for me, Goldar. Happy holidays, you big lug. <laughs> the whole thing gives me the willies. <sighs> I, I expected so much for them to undercut it as a gag, and they don't. Yeah. Yeah. I, but but also, what what is in that box? You don't get I to know, know Zach. It's a private box. moment for those two. <laughs> I guess so. Goldar taps the box with his sword, and is like, Goldar, you don't need to carry your sword all the time. <laughs> Goldar yeah. takes his sword to bed. Goldar definitely puts yeah. his his sword under his pillow. Absolutely, but like, yeah, like Zach, someone giving a present to someone else. It's not about showing off, like how how big of a gift you can get someone. It's about just doing something nice for him. We don't need to know what Goldar got. Okay, I thought. I, I get you now. I thought you were, like, telling me that I try to give people big gifts to show how important I am. And I was like, wait, why am I being accused of this? I don't know where this is coming from. Yeah, Zach, this is actually an intervention. We've been to talk to you about this for a while. It's a real problem. Yeah, you've been way too generous, and we're tired of getting so much free shit from you. Wait, I haven't uh, gotten anything. You got that. I made you that hat, but I haven't That's done true, presents in a hat. while. Um, so... Speaking of of the question mark, Bray, uh, we now cut down to um, Bulk and Skull, who are dressed up as Santa, and Skull is dressed as a reindeer, sort of, but he's, he's also got a, wearing- like a onesie, like, reindeer fursuit. It's a fursuit, and then also he's wearing a black jacket with a big question mark on the back of it, which- He has got some low standards for fursuits, if that's what you're calling a fursuit. I mean, it's not a good one. <laughs> Some people don't have a lot of money for their fursuits, Luke. I mean, they're very expensive. It's literally, it's literally a suit that makes you look like you're an animal. Like, what yeah, do you want? I don't, it's just it's a not, onesie. Yeah, it's not good. I mean, it's but... not just a onesie. It, ha- it has fur and a, like, animal pattern. That's more than just a onesie. It's more like an adult, uh, like, a pajama suit thing, which they, they do make. Um, but yes, so he is, and then he's got like a hat with, uh, antlers on it. Um, so Skull seems to be excited. He's like, oh boy. And, and Bulk's like, eh, this sucks. I hate so little kids. Bulk's Greg- Santa beard is littered with, uh, candy canes. Y- yeah. Is he supposed to have like been eating them and they got well, stuck so in his I beard think the, or what? I think the implication yeah. was probably that the kids stuck it on there because he's talking about how much he hates kids. But I 100% believe like he was just trying to eat candy canes and it kept getting in the way. Uh, the thing that Adrian gets madder at me about than almost anything is that the way I eat candy canes is I just eat them. Like I Wait, munch what do you on mean? them. Like you just like take I, a bite out of them? Yes, I just that's oh, I eat them. Zach. That is how you eat them. Oh, Zach. Yeah, that's not, no. <laughs> what? Your dentist must hate you. <laughs> do, do you just chew on breath mints? Like what? 
What do you do? I don't really. I don't typically get breath mints, but yeah. How do you I, eat like I'll, a lollipop? Do you just yeah, throw one, it? one, two, three, and then you eat it. That's how uh. you do it. <laughs> I mean, I the whole joke of that commercials. That's a shitty way to eat a lollipop. The whole joke of that that commercial is that the Tootsie Roll is so enticing that you can't help but destroy your teeth getting to it. I have eaten, like, a whole box of those little ones in one sitting before. (laughs) Just by munching on them. Well, see, that's the the point of why you're not supposed to do that, because then that happens, and that's (laughs) terrible for you. (laughs) No, it's delicious. It's great. So, anyway... Uh, Zach, you're gonna well, die. Wait, okay, so we're all gonna this die. <laughs> yeah, but like sooner than normal. So in this episode, we've established that Zach doesn't know how to eat pumpkin pie or candy canes. Like, yeah. I'm beginning to worry about like <laughs> Zach. How do you function? No, it's a I, it's a real issue. I've retrained <laughs> my body to subsist only you on a diet. You super didn't. Only on a diet of 12 Diet Cokes a day and then, like, a bunch of garbage food that I, I dump in I feel bad when there. I drink, like, three or four Diet Cokes a day, and then you just make me feel so much better about myself, Zach. <laughs> Zach, I'm, Zach, three to four Diet Cokes is way too many, and I'm very mad at you now for enabling Luke's bad behavior <laughs> with your worst Dude, behavior. I, so, I have I been mean, I probably eat- drink about as much Diet Soda in the day as well. I just, yeah. the thing is, I don't, I don't have Diet Coke, because Diet Cola is the worst. Like, I drink you're a just lot drinking of water sweetener. Too. What? I don't drink, I don't drink any water. I just yeah, drink Diet Soda. that's also a problem, Zach! <laughs> I exclusively drink water. I don't drink any soda. I drink zero sodas a day. That's good. You shouldn't. I'm just a, a monster. Yeah, don't person, do like Zach so. does. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I will, I will say this. Like your, your Joel, your three or four is too many. I have been trying to cut down, and the last three days I've only had four, and I've had like. Monstrous caffeine headaches from yeah, only yeah, drinking four diet cokes. That's your body realizing how much shit you Stockholm syndrome did into thinking was normal. I'm just saying the idea that four is like too many. It's insane to me. I had a Mountain Dew today, and I feel like I've probably hit my limit for soda for the week. Oh well, undiet, regular non-diet Mountain Dew taste to me tastes like literally just drinking icy syrup. So oh, well, it's, yeah, it's, it's I, the, I feel it's the you throwback there. stuff. So there's no like corn syrup in it, which is it's yeah, still it's still still super syrupy. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> that was a weird tangent. Anyway, uh, Skull goes to get the next child <laughs> by fireman carrying them over to Santa, which I like a lot. Um, I don't think that's usually how it works. Oh, this shit. Yeah, then we actually get a joke that made me laugh on purpose, which is the way Bulk says this line is he's like, oh, what do you want, little boy? And then the kid unfurls this insane list, and he just goes, boy. So Uh, the actual (laughs) list is just the most generic, like, toy boat, uh, airplane, puppy. Well, he says, he says a Power Rangers train set and like... Yeah, that's not true. He asked for a bunch of Power Rangers stuff. Yeah, in universe, there are Power Rangers toys. We also asked for an F-14 fighter jet. Hey, yeah, hey, he ask- um, any like 
um, people from Saban who are listening to this, um, I would also like a Power Rangers train set. Please do something with Tokyuger. <laughs> yes, oh, that would be great. Yeah. I have a couple no, questions. We, we have we have to stop and consider the implications of the fact that in universe there are licensed Power Rangers toys. Oh, they I mean, don't we've talked sheesh. about it before, where Alpha's yeah. like keeping the command center open through merchandising. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's yeah. their press agent. And the the kid the Rangers definitely don't see scent a scent oh, of that. Oh no, no, by no, the way. God, no. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure they didn't even sign a contract when Zordon recruited them. Like they they see about as much money from that as the actors saw money from the toy sales. <laughs> uh, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The toys don't have the the teenagers on them. The the uh, Zordon owns the rights to the suits. No, no. In yeah, in so, universe. Oh, in universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. None, yeah, of, those, none, of, those, none of those helmet flipping uh, yeah. Power Rangers figures in there. <laughs> That'd be fucking hilarious if that's it how they really lost would. their yeah, powers. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> so okay, um, I don't know those things. The, I'm sure the manufacturing standards aren't good enough where you could recognize any of them. <laughs> right. So Bulk is like, oh, these this motherfucker, and then we cut over to the Rangers and oh, at, number um, two, number two on the actual list, the kid unfurls his top. So real shame the Power Rangers ruined that one for him. Sorry, yeah. kid. <laughs> so uh, they the the Rangers come in with this big bag of toys from Santa and start passing them out. Kimberly finds Becky and comes over to her and like I don't know when she had time to do this, but. I don't she, think she had anything to do with it. No, she... Duh. Oh, I guess... So here's what happens. Becky is like, I thought you forgot about me. And she's like, no, I would never forget about you. And I know somebody else who didn't either. And points behind her, and that's where her dad is. You're right, Cassie. I had assumed she had set this up. But I think no, you're right that so, that she just happens to notice that her dad showed well, up, basically. So here's, so here's what happened. Like Santa was giving gifts to all the kids at, Angel, at the Angel Grove whatever program thing, right? So Santa being omniscient and all-powerful. Are you suggesting that the dad was inside that sack? (laughs) (laughs) No, but I wish I had gone there because that's incredible. (laughs) No, I'm suggesting the much more reasonable, uh, Santa called up the man's employer and had him fired or demoted or something so he'd have the day off. (laughs) Oh, Santa, you asshole. So yeah, I, I much uh, prefer the idea that Santa kidnapped this man from work. Yeah, <laughs> and put him in a sack. Yeah, I mean, as far as reasons for missing your scheduled work hours, Santa Claus <laughs> put me in a sack is up there. Yeah. <laughs> so she she runs over and her dad's like, "I'm sorry that I missed it, and I'll spend more time with you." And blah blah blah. Uh, <laughs> and um. What is with then this she, plot? She's, it like comes out of nowhere and then goes nowhere, and there's nothing. There's nothing here. Uh welcome to Power Rangers B plots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. But there's there's just enough elaboration on like this is a good conclusion to the plot, and then we had like a good beginning. Right. Usually, it's bad conclusion, bad beginning. They, they, they cut all the rest of it where this dad has been going through the plot of Liar Liar off screen. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part of Liar Liar is at the start when the it's like career day at school and they're going around like, oh, what does your dad do? And the kid goes, My dad's a liar. 
oh no, sweetie, you mean lawyer. And it's just the most. Like, <laughs> oh, that is like, you'd get like pulled off the stand up comedy stage by a fucking crook if you made that yeah. joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, it's it's the fact that the kid just kind of tilts his head a little bit and he's yeah. got to look at his face like, nah, lady. I think I got the word right the first time. <laughs> what a great movie about a, like, seven-year-old who uses birthday magic to forcibly correct his compulsive liar of a father. I still really like that movie. I watched it again fairly recently. <laughs> I haven't and, like, seen it since I was a kid. There are a lot of the really big 90s comedies that you look back at now and you're just like, oh, mmm. <laughs> Well, mm, just, but like I, I think Liar Liar still holds up, and also despite like the fact that Jim Carrey turned out to be kind of a nut job and everything, sure. his like the scene where he kicks the shit out of himself in a bathroom is amazing physical comedy. It's really impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then what? the guy's like, "What? Go ahead." I was gonna say, "How do you think Liar Liar holds up against Yes Man?" I've never seen Yes Man. Well, thankfully. it's the same movie. Yeah, the exact yeah, same I've, plot, pretty much. I've heard it is basically the same plot. Uh, so <laughs> she, her dad's like, how about we get some hot chocolate? And she's like, okay, but one second. And goes over to Santa and Santa slash Bulk. And Bulk says, well, what do you want for Christmas? And she says, you already got me what I want for Christmas. You brought my daddy back. And uh, Bulk is like, oh, well, that's what Christmas is all about, and this is actually. And then she kisses him on the cheek, and you're not she allowed gets to down. be touched by this. This is the most like it's shitty. Really no, I mean, it is the most like generic Christmas scene. It you is, but jackass. I but I like it because I like bulk. So yeah, and then bulk takes off the the beard, which you sh- in front of like all the children. Yeah, right. Yeah, yes, like, the, he yeah. breaks the cardinal rule of being a Santa at Christmas. Yeah, it, like, it, where the thing that if you are at Disney and you take the head off, you can literally just get fired. It's like, that's it. Goodbye. You, you don't work here anymore. He's just like... Yeah, you don't break that illusion. Yeah, <laughs> he just pulls the thing off. Um, so then we cut over to Kim and Tommy. They finally get to kiss under the mistletoe. Oh, yay. Aww. Thank God. Tommy once more goes, oh, hey, mistletoe. What a coincidence that we're right yeah. under the mistletoe. Yeah, I, I yes. feel like they agreed at the beginning of this day, like, listen, it's Christmas, let's just do a cute mistletoe thing, and then they kept fucking it up, he's like, hey, hey, we still can do it, we still can do the thing. Yeah, 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 it's like, yes, totally. Um, then it turns out that uh, Kimberly's mom came to see her uh, Santa from France. also went to France and kidnapped Kimberly's mother and stepfather. Yeah, that's, yeah, Santa did that too. Uh, and then we get a silent night, holy night, and... I mean, that's it. There, there's yeah. not really anything. To, they, they kind to, of break the fourth wall a little for everyone to come in and say Merry Christmas to the camera. That blonde kid there is very shifty eyed. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but yeah, they do kind of break the fourth wall a little. They say sure, like I mean, Happy yeah. Holidays to everyone and, and right. stare directly at the camera. Basically, and again, it, just this whole community center. They, they're like, hey. No, no, no! It's not the Christmas episode. It's the holiday episode. We got right, except we have yeah. two Hanukkah props. Anyway, here's a plot about Santa Claus and the true meaning of Christmas and everything. Wait, Hanukkah also, I guess. Bye. Right. <laughs> I fucking love. So Ernie's not wearing the the outfit he was wearing earlier. He's wearing like this sick black vest. 
and like mm-hmm. purple shirt under it. Like, do you yeah. see him in the lower left yeah. of the group shot? He's got there? a good. Yeah. He's got a. He's got a good look going here. This is honestly the first thing I've seen him wear that I would call that I would describe as a good look. <laughs> so then uh, there's that that scene we mentioned where um, the the elf is telling Rito like. I bet you've got a heart deep down there. And he's like, no, I don't. I'm a skeleton man. I mean, he doesn't say it exactly that way, but it's pretty close. Right. Yeah. Oh, in the group shot. Why is Becky's dad? The only dad there of the kids. Yeah. I don't know. He's center stage. He's this random extra that we've seen for one scene. Yeah, and also yeah, wait, like a this is, yeah, that's a good point, actually. If this is the actual pageant, where the hell are the other parents? Yeah. yeah uh, uh, the, the, the thing you don't understand is that that same plot was happening with every child there, <laughs> except none the of the rest of their parents them. came. Yeah. <laughs> none, of the rest, none of the rest were smart enough to go to a main character with their problem. <laughs> right. right. It was a thing for underprivileged kids. A lot of them probably had parents who had to work through the holidays. Right. So Becky's just a whiner. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So so that's the episode. Uh I, I do wanna say though, God, I really do wish we had gotten the the subplot of Rito learning the magic of Christmas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that would have been amazing. Like mostly just because I love Rito so much. But like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to uh questions. If you have a question, you can send it to us at Teens with Jude on Twitter. Uh, Teenagers with Attitude is our Facebook group, or uh, Teens with Jude at gmail.com is our email address. Oh, yeah, no monster this week. That's a weird thing. No, again, I wonder if they had to be less violent than normal because it was Christmas. Do you think, do you really think so? Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Also, I think, like, they have all these two-parters and, like, this no monster episode because there aren't that many Cockeranger episodes with, like, That's the, those specific Zords. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. Uh, first question. I've got a question from Alicia on Twitter. How do I convince my friend that Balkan Skull don't deserve the shit they get? Well... I mean, I mean, I would say have them watch an episode, and if they still think that the way Bob okay, is okay, okay, hold on, hold on, depends a lot that depends on the episode because there are episodes where they are absolute shitbags. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and I mean, they're fucking cops now, so you know. <laughs> I would true. say honestly, have them listen to our podcast because we like. <laughs> We give them there you the go. best. Way, way to spin this advice into marketing. Well, no, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, like, seriously, like, if you want to convince somebody, we are, like, the biggest marks for, like, promoting Balkan Skull. Like, yeah. I mean, honestly, like, the deal is that they are jerks sometimes. Yeah. But the problem is that the show treats them as that if they are jerks always, which is not the case. So you have episodes where they are doing exactly what they should do. And then bad things happen to them, and everyone laughs at them as though they deserve it. And that is the, the, the kind of punishment core. is not like is disproportionate to their actual behavior. Is the thing right? That that's the problem. Now that not that's not to say that they aren't ever jerks. Like that they certainly are. Uh, it's just that it is often extremely disproportionate. Like. So, so, I mean, the football one that we just did is the one that's, that comes to mind the most, where, like, they protected the person they were supposed to, 
Right. That guy didn't say shit when uh, uh, Lieutenant Stone was like, where were you? Even though they were doing exactly what they were supposed to be doing. And then their friends, the Rangers, who like have called them friends this at this point, laugh yeah. at them when they get in trouble. Like that's the shit that we that that gets on my nerves sometimes, I guess. Um, let's see. Uh, Greg has a question uh, from uh, email. Uh, this oh, is actually yeah, Greg, Greg from email. I remember him. Greg, sorry, this is Greg slash Greg from uh, some of the episodes who's guested on. Um, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting. Uh, Mike, what is the name of his channel? He's from uh, Pop Arena. Pop Arena. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Mike. Uh, from Pop sorry. Arena. No, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> Greg asks. I, I, like sometimes I kind of space out, as evidenced uh, by when I brought up the Santa thing y'all already bought, brought up earlier, and you kind of caught me off guard. So it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's a long fucking podcast. Greg asks, "What is the biggest?" And this uh, uh, ties into the episode. What is the biggest birthday slash Christmas present disappointment you've ever had? For example, one Christmas, my parents gave me both. Both me and my brother, nine-inch Power Rangers toys. My brother, who was too old for it, uh, rece- received an awesome Megazord toy, and I got a Babu. <laughs> Fuck, that sucks. That is really disproportionate. Wow. Like I love, uh, I love Babu now, but yeah, as a kid, that's not the toy you want. <laughs> I I don't have any real Christmas disappointments. My parents were very good at Christmas, where it would be... Like, they would undersell it a lot, and I was... A very good boy who would only ask for, like, one present, and then they would get me more than that, so it would always be like, wow! <laughs> yeah, um, well, there you go. I don't, I don't know that I could name a specific time. Like, for me, it was always a mix <laughs> of, I had realistic expectations of, like, knowing my parents couldn't afford a lot, so I didn't expect, you know, a ton of stuff. But then my friends would talk about the, like, 50 video games they got and whatnot, and that I'd was, always That's feel always little, rough, because like, kids don't have that sense of, like... I should, like, not brag about all the shit I got. Right. Uh, they, they don't, they just don't have that. <laughs> so. I, uh, I, I might have told this story on here before, because it's Power Rangers related, but like I said, yeah, I would only ask for one toy ever, and I remember one year, it would have been around the year this episode aired, but a little after, uh, I went to a mall Santa, and I explained that I felt bad, because I was gonna break my rule and ask for two things. Because I really wanted the Shogun Megazord, but he can combine with the Falcon Megazord, and I would really <laughs> like it if I could have both of them. That's awesome. Did you get both? <laughs> yes, I did. All right. I think the uh, only only Zord I never got was the Dragon Zord, because that was the real hot toy that year, and my parents just couldn't find it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It's a shame, too, because it's my favorite, but... Yeah. It's a good toy. Uh, does anybody else have one? Nah. Not that I can remember. Uh, I was, I was, I was the kid who, like, even as a kid, I was genuinely happy to receive socks. Yeah, you could I always mean, use more socks. That's fair. Yeah, like socks are a great gift. I think the one I have, I'm not sure. You guys tell me if this is a, a shitty kid thing or if, like, my parents. So basically, one year, um, and I grew up. Fairly privileged. I was lucky to have uh, parents who made good money, and most years I got a bunch of stuff. Usually got what I asked for. One year, when I was like eleven, I uh, for Christmas I got zero toys, and I got a very nice bed uh, for okay. Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Now, now 
I'd be like, fuck yes. Right. Yeah. But I was yeah. 11 and I was like, but video games right. and toys. Right. And I was really upset at so, the time. Like, that, yeah, like I can see how that would suck for a kid. But I mean, think your parents probably weren't super thrilled about that either. It was probably, a, well, he needs a new bed and we can't afford to get him that and toys. So <laughs> Totally. I think it's kind of like splitting the middle like i i'm sure i was a jerk about it which i'm not happy about but like yeah i i definitely remember being really crushed like i was really upset i didn't get any stuff to play with uh but yeah i mean that's that's something that changes as you get older where like oh yeah now, you know, I love getting utilitarian shit for Christmas. That's kind of all I really want. Because I'll buy a video game if I want it. Like, I'll, yeah. I'll figure it out. But Yeah, I got a toaster oven know. for this last Christmas, and I'm jazzed as hell about that. Man, toaster oh, yeah. ovens rock yeah. so much. I never had one, and now it's, like, my favorite thing. They're great. <laughs> the only thing, like, it, it wasn't disappointing, really, but my dad has a habit of... My dad will tell you all day long that commercials don't work on him. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. I see where this is going. And then he'll see an infomercial for some dumb bullshit and be like, oh, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. We have to get that. <laughs> so That's there, pretty funny. You'll occasionally get a lot of... Uh, as seen on TV stuff. Not even as seen on TV per se, but like... Like, I remember one year we got... He got me a thing called a, a a trike, which I think was spelled T-R-I-K-K-E. And, like, if you haven't seen this thing ever, I don't know how to... It's hard to describe. It's I'm going like, to look it up, because I've never heard of that. It, it's like a scooter that, like, has been split in half. So it's, like, two scooter bases with one set of handlebars. Oh, and you that's a weird like, thing. This thing and is you had to messed like, up swivel your hips back and forth to make it go forward and it was like he saw that on late night tv and somebody's like oh that's that's the coolest thing ever gotta get luke that for christmas <laughs> I, was like, I wasn't disappointed by that but i was also like it's just baffled no, one, no like, one's ever asked for this i'm yeah. looking at okay i'm looking at their website right now and they have two different models one's body powered and one's electric so if you don't want to actually put any effort into this you can get yeah. a, like a the weirdest fucking motorized scooter ever but I'm frankly surprised to hear they're still in business. I don't know if they are. Their <laughs> website's still up. But, right. good lord, everyone in these photos looks like the biggest fucking dork, and I want to shove them off uh, these uh, things. Uh, yep. <laughs> so God, so I, I did a Google, and because Google's spying on us, I got some stuff for, like, local things. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's like, th- there are local guided trike tours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, trike, uh, trike in what's like the motorcycle trikes or like no, like the, the ones we've been like talking about? I assume. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, like you can Weird. like ride these things, and I guess go on a tour of the city? Question mark. Yeah, okay. I, I guess this is aimed at like people who come here for vacation. Sure, I we we have like the 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 horse stuff downstairs downtown, the horse carriage stuff. And uh, I see that shit advertised constantly, and but in places like at the grocery store, and I'm like, I don't know that this is the right place. I think you should be looking for tourists. Target demographic here. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see. Uh, Ton asks, in your opinion, what is the ideal number of episodes for a Power Rangers season? Why do you think MMPR season three is so short compared to the previous and upcoming seasons? That one we can answer really quickly. It's yeah. because 
It's because there is a mini series called My uh, Alien Rangers, Mighty Morphin Alien Rangers, and it's really part of season three, but they don't count it that way on Netflix. Well, and, like, and, well, and I will also say it's because they are just completely out of ways to use these suits. Right. Yeah, that's probably also yeah, true. Like yeah, like that That and the um, various behind-the-scenes stuff that was going on at the time were probably the primary reasons for having that Alien Rangers miniseries as like a stalling tactic until they got to Zeo. Yeah, yeah. and they, they used the second set of Zords... From Cocker Ranger, so they only had a limited number of uh, well, uh, monsters to fight. Well, apparently, they go back and use the first set at some point. Yeah, so yeah, Cassie, that, that's well, that's what's weird is they start with the second set and then switch to the first set, which oh, is really? fucking bizarre. I don't yeah, know why. That, what? Because yeah. it's not it's not Zia when they do that. It's still season three, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's oh, the yeah. Shogun Zords they switch to. That's right. Yeah, right. it's really weird. I don't know why they did it that way. Well, I mean, I think I do. It's because they wanted to work in the animal ninja power thing into the whole like hook for the season. Yeah, but the the Shogun Zords are all like animal people. Oh, like, yeah. they, the thing they with still the, the Shogun that. Zords is again, bear in mind with Kaku Ranger, there's no pink one, and right. while they can kind of fudge that with the crane and like give Tommy the Falcon with the second set of Zords, I the am first set is just the five. Pre- so I am pretty sure there's a pink Shogun Zord. No, I don't know, man, because like there's like a whole thing. There's, there's, like, a whole thing uh, during the latter half of the season where, like, Kimberly's out of commission. Listen, I got this for Christmas with the Falcon, make, with the Falcon Zord. I No, there <laughs> is on the toy, Luke. They make it pink, Oh, what? But it's not in the show. Oh, the, yeah. though they changed the white one pink. Wow. Yeah, yeah and also, I, I, I actually think I figured it out. It's because the they still use the Falcon Zord once they get the Shogun Zords. So they had to introduce right. that first. I think that might be why. And honestly, it makes more sense to me to go from the ninja to the shogun because it's like the the bird is used in a birdly way for the ninja megazord. It gives it a, wings. A birdly and way. And then on the shogun zord, it just, yeah. But then on the shogun zord, it just turns into gun. I like I like when it's guns. Honestly, oh, I, think, I mean, I that's that's what I say. yeah, it's still being used in a birdly way. It's just a different birdly way. <laughs> I, I like the guns, but, like, if you're trying to explain what this bird zord's for, it makes more sense when it gives the thing wings. Sure. Uh, the other part of your question, the ideal number of episodes for a Power Ranger season. Um, some of my favorite seasons, the, like, later uh, Disney stuff, like RPM, have, like, 35-ish. And that's pretty much fine. And then that the new about. Saban stuff, like Dino Charge... If you combine both, like, regular and super, which is basically the same season, just spread out over two years, it's 40. That's about right, too. I feel like like we don't get 40 episodes worth of good material. Quote-unquote good, because I know Luke's going to object. I I think 30 to 35 is probably... I think that's even stretching. I think a 20-season or 20-episode season is... I think they only have a 20-episode season in them. So, the thing to bear uh, in mind that, I, is that the Sentai that they're drawing from is generally about 48 episodes. Sure. Right. Uh, I think so you miss out on How much good they can get you... out of that can vary wildly based on the source material, how much of the source material is usable, how much original content they're willing to put in. Like, it can, it, it can vary from season to season. Is Zach, you thing. can't say you miss out on filler when it... Every episode feels like a filler episode. <laughs> well, well, I'll say that like la- so so in later seasons like RPM or whatever, you definitely have like your main plot episodes, but then sure. you have like 
filler stuff, and I tend to like that stuff later on. So, so sure, I can't, to, I can't the... speak to later on because I've only seen what we've seen, and from what we've seen, right. twenty episodes is even pushing it for qual. Like again, for like ideal, no, like downer sure. like, drag episodes. Like I think we can all agree that sixty is fucking nut shit, right? Like that's way <laughs> yes. too many. Absolutely, uh, uh, but. But yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, definitely seasons one and two were both too long. I mean, the jury's still yeah. out on season three. Like uh, between every, like take every 30, single multi-parter they did, compress it into one episode, um, cut out the complete duds, and I think you'd have about twenty episodes of seasons one and two each. Yeah, I, I mean, somewhere in that in that twenty to thirty is where I think it should probably fall. But yeah, also totally. I would love it if they. I really don't like the setup of like regular season than super season no like, it's just, stupid just make a just make a longer season and move on someone told me that was a Nint- nintendo a nickelodeon mandate something no. about like the number of like it can't have more than x number of episodes so they had to split it up into two things i don't know if that's true and it's been a long time since i heard the details so i can't remember exactly what it was but i believe yeah. that is supposed to be a network thing. Um, so I'm I don't kind know of looking forward to. We, we mentioned Pop Arena earlier. I'm looking forward to when he gets to the the Nickelodeon Power Rangers years in about like a decade, which is probably about when we'll get there. Yeah, so, yeah. one day. <laughs> looking forward to that. Yeah. So let's see. Uh, Tim sent has two questions. The first is if you could see a full-length uh, Zord battle between two secondary Zords, which I'm not sure... Oh, okay, like, like the Zords that make up... Yeah. Yeah, the Zords that make up the um, uh, the Megazords, uh, yeah. and excluding, like, Tiger Zord or, or those sure. sorts of things. Um, uh, which ones would you choose? Uh, assume they could do new footage, but stuck with the original technology. The yellow... So, Tank foot from Zeo versus the unicorn from season two. You just want two big, just the yellow <laughs> feet fight. They, <laughs> they're, they're Zords, but they got feet. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I, you, what the fuck is the source of that meme? I, I have uh, no idea. Let's use the website that exists solely to explain what the source of memes are to find out. <laughs> no, I hate that website. Um, not, not, no. Honestly, um. um yeah, I'm trying to think now. Um, I, I I was, I, after what we've seen, the frog zord has to be one of them. The frog is definitely one. And then I was thinking, like, maybe Mastodon, like frog versus Mastodon might be kind of cool. Uh, uh, ice versus no fire. Name. Yeah, that classic nature, like, dichotomy right there. Like, yeah. Of frog of ice and fire. I guess he's right, though. It's ice v. fire. So. Oh, I said fire. I thought you meant I said fire. You mean the classic setup of giant elephant versus frog. Yes, yeah. of course. Yeah, I gotcha. The thing that happens all the time. Um, I'm not seeing a know your meme entry for and he got feet. I don't know. I don't even know what you guys are talking about because I'm an old man. It's when I, you're like, damn, he, uh, whatever, and he got feet. I don't even know what the fuck you yeah, Zach doesn't spend a lot of time on Twitter. Is the thing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I really. It's a very don't. funny meme. Okay, well, I appreciate it. Yeah, I don't know. The frog like has to be in there because I just want to know what else it's, it can do. Yeah, that's like, yeah, super like if this is if this me. is the one thing we've seen, what else? Yeah, if it's got new footage 
abilities, like, what else can it pull out? I'm still, alright, I think I brought this up a long time ago, but it still plagues my mind. The Ninja Zord, the frog makes up the whole sort of lower half, yep. right? Yes. Yeah. And the mouth is right at, like, waist level. It's a crotch mouth, yes. Well, yeah, it kind of, is the, is the frog tongue that Zord's dick? Yes. Yeah, I, I <laughs> guess. Or it's it genitalia, like, let's... Yeah. Let's not. Yeah, I, I guess. I guess let's not limit ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it shoots out a tongue. It can. It can shoot out fire. It can spit out tiny baby frogs. Wait a minute. Swords. Yeah, like that's the that's the smoking gun right there. Is it literally yeah. burns smaller versions of itself from that mouth? <laughs> Gross. Yes, it. it has the mouth, uh, and then it has the, the the dick that comes out of the vagina that's how that works oh god right sort of yeah i don't know if you've been watching along for episodes you missed probably not like you've missed a lot the frog's (laughs) has gotten up to some shit the frog's word is insane uh the the other one i'm looking at uh, that might be kind of fun is the pterodactyl versus the uh firebird just just yeah dog fights yeah that'd be cool yeah, I don't know. I can't think of much else, but but anything with the frog sword, like that's all I want. So you just want the other sword to lose, is what you're saying? Well, the other sword would lose because the frog sword can make swords, which is like about as close to an OP ability that you can God, have. Remember, remember when we were first introduced to the frog sword, and it was like, "Oh, Adam, I'm a frog," and it's like, <laughs> "Yeah, so what the fuck, Adam?" Like- and then, but like, he's got he's got the best individual sword in the history of the show. It's it's insane. Um, Okay, uh, and then last question, also from Tim, uh, is kind of a what-if question. He says, um, so at the end of White Light Part 2, and the White Ranger is about to remove his mask. Hey everybody, it's Zach. So, there was a disturbance in the morphing grid, um, by which I mean... For some reason, all of a sudden, our Skype call ended, and when we started it back up, I was on a weird 10-second delay where I would try to answer a question that they were asking me, and then 10 seconds later, they would hear me, and basically, we couldn't record that way. So, um, I'm just recording this after the fact to kind of wrap up the episode. Uh, I did really quick want to mention, I was about to read uh, a question from a listener named Tim that I have been meaning to read for like literally three episodes and we keep either running out of time or something like that. And buddy, I just want to tell you your question's cursed. Uh, I'll try to get to it, but if it breaks my equipment again, we're just going to have to skip it. So I apologize for that. Um, So I guess I just want to say, you know, if you've been listening to the show and haven't gotten the chance yet, uh, please give us a a rate and a review on iTunes that really helps out out our visibility and will help new people find us. Um, if you want to share, share, you know, a link to us on Twitter or whatever, that's great too. But, um, putting us uh, a review for us down will get us up in the algorithms and help us like show up on, on different uh, pages on iTunes and stuff so people can find us. And if you haven't done that yet and listen, I'd really appreciate it. Um, other than that, just check out audioentropy.com for more podcasts. If you're, if you like this and uh, want to see other stuff that we do together, uh, we've got a bunch of stuff over there now. So um, if this is still the only one you listen to, try branching out, see what else you might like on there. 
Um, other than that, uh, I just wanted to say thank you to Eric uh, for doing our editing, especially when stuff breaks like this. It always really saves me a lot of uh, headache, and I really appreciate it. I wanted to say thank you to Mitchell for our theme song. And, uh, yeah, come back next week, and uh, w- there's plot going to be happening. We're going to have a plot episode in Power Rangers. So come on back, and it'll be a good time. And uh, until then... I'm Zach, and may the power protect you always. Okay, uh, and then last question, also from Tim, uh, is kind of a what if uh, question. He says, um, <laughs> so at the end of Don't White, White Zach, Part 2 and the White Ranger... Did we lose you? Zach got murdered. Is what happened. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, apparently, um, what Tim actually sent in was Zach's name backwards, and when he spoke it, he got banished to his original dimension. Well, Zach. God, guys, remember when Mr. Mitzplick <laughs> was the like yeah. running joke of this podcast? I sure do. Oh yeah, <laughs> Can memories. <laughs> oh, but this is gonna this is gonna be really weird when Eric gets these trash because it's gonna seem like yeah. Zach just kept talking. Uh huh. And like, yeah, we just we got nothing. Oh, yeah. I think Zach's trying to reconnect. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hey, there we go. Hey. Yeah. It was perfectly yeah, timed too because you were like, "Hey, such and such asks," and then you were gone. <laughs> Oh, why'd oh, you wait, stop? Wait, wait, you wanted us to pause it? We just left it going. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to stop it over every little thing. Oh, no. Uh. <laughs>